All right, welcome back, boys and girls. Today's episode, I had a real-life badass motherfucker on my show. His name is Evan, most known as Colossus, Evan Kachura. He uh, stopped by the show, and it was it was a hell of a roller coaster. It was a shit show, and I had a great time with them. Uh, just to kind of fill you guys in on a little bit of backstory, there was one point in time where me and him did not get along, and you know something brought us together that was bigger than us, jujitsu. We quickly established that, you know, if it wasn't for our egos and our immaturity, we would have probably been homies a long time ago. But now we get the long-awaited podcast with Colossus and the Hulk. Um, I had, like I said, I had a great time recording this episode. Uh, learned a lot about him, and you know, he learned a lot about me. So. Um, listening, it's a hell of a roller coaster. We get into jujitsu. We talk about video games. We talk about a little bit about, you know, my dark history. We talk a lot about, about some of his struggles growing up and uh, it, it was an amazing journey. So, uh, listening, let me know what you guys think. As always, I appreciate your support. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Evan Katura, AKA Colossus. Just a little mic check, make sure everything's working. All right. Uh, we got another episode here. Um, I have uh, God Amongst Men. <laughs> I have um, Evan, a.k.a. Colossus Kachura. And uh, he joins us today in the Bat Cave. He's actually at the house right now, just drinking a couple beers and, and talking some shit. What's going on, man? You know, living the dream one nightmare at a time. Yeah, so uh, we come from a similar uh, similar situation. Kind of grew up in Port a little bit, and uh, uh, knew your sister. Yes, and we kind of. Uh, and we, I was a dickhead. And we bumped heads, um, and you know, then we uh, go our own paths, and then something brings us back together. Uh, Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. which is something that you are very versed in. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that journey. And actually, I just. Uh, posted a picture on snapchat because i was looking at the website i was trying to register for the seminar coming up uh ryan courtney yeah for this weekend he's a bad dude he's a bad dude so that's a good one um then i saw a picture they had me on the the uh cover photo and i was like damn i look young i think that was 26 27 in the picture and i'm 35 now so that's it's been a long time it's gonna be 10 years in may what got you into it? What got you into jujitsu? <laughs> um, actually, it's funny. He he'll never admit this story. Like, well, I mean, he'll admit the story, but he he'll never say like he had anything to do with it. But uh, one of my buddies growing up, actually, who lived down the street from us, he was a little older than me. <clears throat> he trained forever and a day at uh, a couple schools. Uh, he was he was with a couple of dudes around here. I won't I won't say any names, so I don't have to out him. Um, we were at. Foxy's in port. Uh, that, that one that <laughs> yep. So we're all hanging out. We're shooting dice. 
um, taking shots, you know, and some, some big dude was staring at us. I know his name too. I won't say his name, but, uh, and, and we're like, why the fuck does this guy keep looking at us? And my, my buddy was like, turns around, looks at him. He's like, the fuck you looking at? And that guy's like, what the fuck you looking at? You know, and, and, and I'm like, oh, it's about to go down. And my that that big ass dude, he he was probably like my height, 280, 300 maybe I put him at. He pushed my buddy down who was like 6'2", 205. And all of a sudden I saw his legs fly up around dude's head. And the look on the aggressor's face was like, just what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> and now I know, like that—that that was a triangle choke, right? You know, and um, and then we all kind of came flying in. We're all throwing punches, and, you know. Dude never got choked out, but his, the look on his face was like, "What the fuck?" So I asked my buddy, "I'm like, what was that?" And he's like, "That's jujitsu." So he started uh, showing us some stuff in his basement, and uh, uh, I did a class at Riptide, which was at Form and Fitness. And actually, Perry was my first, the first person who ever taught me anything in jiu-jitsu. Okay. Way back in the day. I mean, I think Perry was like 20 at the time, maybe. <clears throat> and um, I I didn't sign up then because I, I wasn't conf- confident enough to like do it on my own. I wanted my buddy to come in and he was like kind of busy and blah, blah, blah. And then they opened up in Grafton and... Um, I was like, we got, we should sign up, and we all signed up. Um, my two other buddies quit, and I just stuck with it. You know, what separated you from them as far as staying with dedicated, dedicated? Yeah, I, uh, I've talked to like a lot of people that want to get into jujitsu. They just feel like they can't commit, and I told them that's the, the first hardest time. day of your life, right? Probably even for you. I mean, you were in the military, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. That first day has got to be... First day is the worst day. <laughs> right. it got to be the worst. Just like walking into uh, neutral ground or any jiu-jitsu school. It was like, this is going to... It's hard to just open that fucking door, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the hardest part of the whole thing. That's what I tell people. And I'm like, the, the second hardest part is you're going to go in there. You're going to be like, okay, I'm dumb. It's going to be embarrassing. You're going to think you're going to ask dumb questions. But every single one of us asks the same questions. And... Then it's your ego. Like, if you can't fucking calm your ego, like, mm-hmm. getting tapped out because you can't figure this out and you get super frustrated, you're never going to survive. It's going to put you in vulnerable situations. You're going to feel like shit. You're not going to know what you're doing. But <clears throat> over time, it's like the day, the first day you tap somebody is like... I love this shit. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, uh, I, I train with Tim a lot mm-hmm. and um, Talon. And two I, beasts, man. Those are I'm, those two dudes are hard roles. Like, it, it, it's, it takes a lot it, for me. You mean, you know, I mean, even me. You know, I'm a big dude, but you got to use some skill against those guys. Like, you got to have technique. Like, yeah. <clears throat> no, you do. And and then, so when I first started, they, they knew I didn't know anything. <laughs> they knew I, I was athletic. They didn't teach you anything in the military, like combatives? So, like- so when I was overseas, um, we we did some dirty boxing. So they taught us a couple, couple of maneuvers, but that was, you know, seven, eight years ago. And that was really just fundamental basics. Um, but when I got in and learning more techniques... Mm-hmm. Um, once I, I understood problem solving a lot, so that really helped me. So if I got into a certain situation, I knew how to maneuver my body. 
but the the thing that I struggled with was just individual techniques, right? And then kind of chaining them together and what to do once I get out of a certain situation. Uh, but Tim Tim and Talon they uh, they started to see me kind of turn a curve at like three months, which uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm at four months now. When they're like, okay, he like understands now. Um, and it, it does take time. It takes patience. Ego is the the big thing too. That oh, for sure, you you lose real quick um, <laughs> if you continue going. And I think that's what details a lot of the guys that I kind of seen come in for their one day class. They get wrecked and they never come back. Oh yeah, I, I'm uh, I got to be the enforcer for the, the big guys that come in. We've had some big fucking dudes that've been coming in, and and they're beating up on the white belts, you know, the smaller white belts. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, hey, let's roll. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I use. I've thought of myself as having pretty good strength, but what I've learned quickly is like I don't want to use that. And no, it's like I I have to because you really want to focus on that technique. No, yeah, you absolutely. I, I tell these, I tell people all the time. Like, uh, I'm a big dude. I can I can hold strength most people, most people, but um, if if you try to use that as your primary. You're gonna gas. It's gonna be over. It's gonna be game over fast. You know, like even in a street fight, even in competition. I've done it in competition. Um, I had I had a dude in a, a fucking Kimura. I swept him with it, and I was cranking on the fucker, and he was strong and he was defending it really good, and I gassed, and it was like second. I gassed, game over. Yeah. He had a bigger gas tank, and he, t- he ended up taking my back and choking me, and it was probably one of the most embarrassing pictures that ever made it to like Facebook oh no because <laughs> they took a picture of it at the tournament and I'm like fuck I actually debated quitting I was like man I, I, I'm like I suck like this sucks I'm terrible I thought about quitting how far were you in? Uh, at the time I was a purple belt okay so pretty yeah and he was he was a white belt okay <laughs> he was a white belt but uh, a really good wrestler okay good wrestler he was a, uh, actually he was uh heavyweight champ in a fighting organization okay so and that was a trying moment you know hum- humbling to say the least yeah um, I mean I, I even think about it now I still hate it I'm like fuck I, I should have won that shit you know like I should have won that like <clears throat> my division's hard though at heavyweight like yeah you were telling me uh, on Facebook that big ass fucking dudes man I mean one of the dudes in my division was six seven um, 400 pounds. Well, once you get into your weight <laughs> class, there's no, there's no, no because ceiling. um, it's it's 225, and then it's 225 plus. Plus, yeah. I used to cut to 225 when I was a little smaller. Like mm-hmm. um, in the picture I was looking at today, like I was about probably running 240, so a 225 cut was pretty easy. I'm 270 now. It's like uh, that's a hard cut. Like you know, I, that's dedication. <laughs> if I if I was going to cut like that, yeah. It, it's almost like being a bodybuilder doing a prep, right. you know, like, uh, that's that's a hard cut. So, I just like, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick a heavyweight. And then, um, the last time, you know, it's funny when I come down Fifth Ave over here, mm-hmm. um, my buddy, uh, Tyler, who trained at Neutral Ground forever and a day, shout out Tyler, <laughs> um, <clears throat> he was there before me. He's a lot younger than me. Um, he ended up moving into... New York, but his family has that farm. 
that's right down fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, actually, I never knew this. And then uh, he was up training back from New York. He trains under JT Torres. Um, okay. So, Tyler's one of the hardest roles. And I have to think a lot. It's fun. It, it, it's a fun role because, like, he, he's, like, 220 maybe around my weight, um, lengthy like me. And... It, it, it's good, but it, it's just funny because I was driving down this. I'm like, I'm going to go talk about jujitsu, and, <clears throat> and then Tyler's house is right there, you know. But uh, uh, JT Torres is actually a DCC, I think, two time champ. So I don't know if you've ever seen anything on ADCC. I, I have him, I have like all those guys that I follow, so mm-hmm. I'm vaguely familiar with a lot of those. Um, yeah, he, he's a beast. Jiu-jitsu guys. Yeah. New York is a, a hotbed for awesome jujitsu. Yeah. Um, New York, uh, L.A. LA, too. Or even uh, San Diego. You yeah. got, like, California. Brazilians love water and surfing yeah. <laughs> and warm weather. I hear so, <clears throat> um, Yeah, and actually, I had an opportunity to train with Ryan Hall. I did that with Perry and Luke, Luke who used to also own uh, Nutridon. He, he lives in California now. Okay. Um, me, uh, Perry, and a couple other guys... We went down in Washington, D.C., stayed there for a week and trained every day with Ryan Hall mm. and uh, Seth. Seth, who's my homie, he comes up uh, every summer, does a seminar by us. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he's a high, high-level jiu-jitsu guy, man. Um, <laughs> if you want to feel like you're shit, like, <laughs> that's the spot to be. Okay. Um, Ryan Hall is notorious for all his leg locks in UFC now. You know, he does the Amari role um, and catches people's legs. So he's always been like an amazing jiu-jitsu guy. He's an ADCC champ, and he made us all feel like we were completely worthless. You know? Yeah, just roast for everyone. And he's 155. Yeah. You know, like... <clears throat> that. I mean, that's, that's dedication. Sure will. And just, you know, practice. Practice, dedication. Um, understanding technique. Some people would argue drilling technique. Um, I don't drill as much as I should, but it does teach you a lot. But it, you know, and it, it, it and it's also being open minded to other people's moves, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're still pretty new, so no, I'm brand new. <laughs> I, I yeah, I I understand completely. That so what's what's your move? Like what what do you got right now? So so I do a lot of X chokes. Um, I do a lot of lapel strangles. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on just rear naked chokes and try not to get killed. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's my main move is, is just trying not to get, get choked out. Um, I've been working on um, arm locks, so Kimura, Americanas. I just learned those like two weeks ago, so every time I've been able to roll, like I'm trying to implement those maneuvers. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, everybody knows me from my Kimura. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to be like you. Uh, but yeah, no, it's that's a t- that's an awesome move, man. Uh, that control, you, like even if you don't have the arm, that's the move. Yeah, because e- even if you can't secure it, it scares them. Like they're like, oh man, they're they're grabbing my arm. I use it to sweep, and I can basically I get a Kimura from almost damn near every position. I would say it, it, you can get it anywhere. Yeah, I've been you just part- gotta know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, we we learned it in um, side control. Mm-hmm. We learned it um, that way, but I've been practicing and my guard doing like the guard over. Good. I actually do a lot from half guard. 
half guard. It's very unexpected. Yeah, I would imagine. Because, uh, but I do it a little different. Like, you're probably being taught, like, you catch the wrists first. Mm -hmm. I always uh, sink my left arm around. Like, if I can get through your armpit, I'm in. You got it? I got it. I don't need the wrist set at first. I got to get through the armpit. So, once I get that control... This game over. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it in, and eventually, it just takes a minute. And then a lot of people like try to out strength you, but you just gotta kind of figure the mechanics out with that. Like, if they're trying to out strength you and you're not strong enough to take them in, you just sweep them with it because they're taking their yeah arm weight. Because you know, like they always say, like your legs and your arms are a base. So if you pull one arm or one leg away that's taking away the base like you know like the kitchen table like right. if you knock one leg out it's going that way that's where it's falling like exactly if you cut a tree on one side it's going to fall that way that, that's that's how i always look at it <clears throat> so it's it's jiu-jitsu is a big balance game it, like it's yeah. all about balance and i tell people that too it's like um i'm feeling like where your balance is because you get to a point where they call it invisible jiu-jitsu where you can feel their balance like I can sense where your body is. Like where if your torso is like further past your hips, like backside, mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna exploit that. Like I'm gonna push into that and push you over. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Right? You're like if you're too far forward past your hips, like right? it's like if you picture your hips like a cup and you tip it, like that's that's where your balance is. Yeah. So if you're if you're forward, I'm gonna pull you forward. And throw you off, and then I can start setting up like triangles and stuff. But if you're very postured up and you're you're going back, and your hips are like tipping like a cup backwards, I'm gonna exploit going that way. Yeah, you know? like that's that's how I always look at it. That. <clears throat> so you said the Kimura is one of your go-to's. Do you have any other techniques that you're looking for right out the gate? Triangles. Triangles. I got a good. I I like guard. I love guard. That's what I started with. You yeah. Know? Um. There was a minute at Nutrigon where we were under uh, a few Brazilians. Um, they were Hicks and Gracie black belts. Okay. Um, and we played nothing but guard. So a lot of us old schoolers have a big guard game. You know, it's easier to have a guard game at, like with long legs. Like, I don't... The, no, I'm just a stocky, <laughs> just a little tank person. Yeah, so I rely a lot on um, choking. That's why you got to... Do you got to roll a Fuji. Yeah. Man, I when I roll a Fuji, I learn a lot, a lot, because he's he's a short, stocky dude, but he's got a good fucking game. Yeah, yeah, I wanna wanna definitely take time to to go to those night classes like you were talking about. Work. It's, oh, hey, <laughs> I, I, dude, when I was a white belt, when I first started, I worked second shift. Yeah, I could. There was three morning classes at that at that time, and uh, I would make those. There weren't a lot of people. Like, just yeah, no, probably. there's not. There's um, still. But I used all my vacation at work, like for Friday classes. Cause, oh, okay. Like, Friday was like, at that time was like the the big class to be at. You know, because it's Friday night. Um, we'd all roll. We'd all have a couple beers, whatever. And um, that that's how I burned all my vacation just to get that experience because it was like new people. Yeah, like, no, that makes sense. You know. Um, just a, a totally different time. We got so much experience now. You know, like, I wish I would have been a white belt and had brown belts and whatever else. You know, like, when I started, Perry and, Perry and Luke were blue belts. Yeah, that's what that's what I hear. That's what I hear the, the history is. Right. <clears throat> is that it was just kind of homegrown and 
learning on the way and getting people yeah, in. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have experience, you know, like, if you wanted experience, you go down to Milwaukee, you know, like, um, so I, I used to have a, a buddy that trained with me, I think he, he might have been around your age in, in, at Port, um, Kieran Cassidy, you know. I, yeah, I know, I know of him. Kieran, Kieran and I used to be, like, best jiu-jitsu buddies, mm. um, then we'd go to Milwaukee, we would train in the morning, roll down to Milwaukee to hit the nooner, and, like, yeah. then we'd come back, because, like, noon was a good class to go down there, but you got to roll with John, who started neutral ground, um, he's, you know, three-stripe black belt now, mm-hmm. and it was just to get that experience, you know, like, just roll with new people, get that experience kind of thing, and just a whole different time you know i was young too so yeah. i could handle not sleeping <laughs> right. what do you what do you think about the the state of jujitsu right now and how massive it's become are you uh, it's awesome are you cynical are you happy about it do yeah you people to talk with no i mean um i think it's awesome to to get like uh people looking at the sport you know um now you got like wrestlers versus jujitsu guys like you know we're kind of we're it's starting to get so popular like they're cross streaming like right. um jujitsu guys are finally making fucking money you know for for something that the gracies tried to start for a long long time you know um they're not so much with the sport jujitsu but it's cool to see it grow i mean because back back when i started there weren't there weren't a lot of schools you know like it was only a couple schools and it, it was a good old boys club, you know. Like you only you only knew a few people, yeah. and, and if they didn't like you, you were you were out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I like it. I think I think it's good for, especially women, dude. Like, you know, like I'd love to teach my sister some moves. Like, <laughs> you know, like being at being at Freighter and shit. Like, I I'd like to show her some stuff. You know, I it it's got it's good self. De- fence purposes like yeah i agree completely and i i applaud i mean some of the girls in, in the class mm-hmm. they, they can put they'll put me to sleep mm-hmm. if they catch me the wrong way <laughs> they will and uh no i, you I gotta go to milwaukee where they got the real experienced girls no i'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> i gotta level up for that um but no i had a friend i had a friend was killed recently and back in florida and she was strangled and then she got out she ran off and got hit was killed and I was like this was like me two two and a half months into jujitsu and I'm like wow that like learning those techniques as a woman I think are vital just because you never know what's going to happen and I've, having uh, that confidence I've, yeah I've been on uh, a few dates or known a few women that have had assaults done on them like that like uh, I had a girl who told me that her ex mounted her and like like we in jujitsu, we call it a rape choke because it's really not a viable choke if you know what the fuck you're doing. Right. Like two hands around the neck, strangling her. Um, I was like, that's easy. That's so easy to get out of right. if you know what you're doing. It's like because both your bases are gone. Like I said before, like a table. Uh, you know, like your the legs are gone. Their their arms are their arms are committed to your neck, so their elbows are in. You can roll them forward, like any right. which way. So all you gotta do is just bump the fuck out of, like you bump your hips up, and shoot them over you, and you can get the fuck out of it. Yeah. You know, like he's not gonna know what's going on. You know, <clears throat> he's gonna be like, what, what just happened? Um, I seen uh, uh, there was this sixteen year old girl one time 
that back in the day they had a video and she was versed in jujitsu and she went against like a whole like boys wrestling team and just kept choking them out. And I was like, that's dope. Like, <laughs> all I watched in those videos, I saw the one with the girl in the dorm room and the guy was like, I'll take you. Mm. Yep. Puts him in a rear naked shower. <laughs> He's like, oh. No, that, this one is better because, like, dudes dudes don't even tap because they're too, you know, they're... Too they're, prideful. Yeah, the eagle. And dude goes out cold from a triangle choke. And <laughs> it, it's just so funny to me, you know, like, because you don't expect it, right? Like, most men think they're... Especially, like, big dudes. Like, you know, I'm humbled by this shit. Like, I got big time humbled. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think I was a big fucking badass. I could fight anybody, and I'm like, then I'm like, I don't know shit, right? Uh, you that's know? where that that's where we always collided, because you know I was always around, <laughs> and I was like a big dude. You were a lot bigger dude, and I had the like the little big dude mentality. I was like, I'll take him. And yeah. You're like, dude, like, no, you're not. I'm an asshole. I was an asshole back in the day. <laughs> no, I got humbled by jujitsu. But and and that was the thing with me too is like I I thought going in that class I was like I got this. Ain't nobody gonna tap me out. Literally, like three minutes on the class. <laughs> yeah, but that, but you came from the military. Like I, I didn't have any of that confidence. Like I, at, at, back before I started, I was a big fat fuck who smoked, fucking drank, you know, like crazy. Yeah. And I, and I played World of Warcraft. You know, hey man, there's nothing wrong. With that. <laughs> I got super fat though. Like I got I got fat as fuck, and I'm like, I got at one point I'm like, man, I'm like no girl likes likes this you know like no no chicks digging this and i also now uh, i started working with this dude um who's straight out of prison which is funny nice. but um <laughs> he was like we, let's go work out you know like and uh we both signed up at anytime fitness and he started showing me how to lift and then um just hanging out at foxy's that stupid ass place but uh i met a uh my one of my best friends and he was big into weightlifting and he started showing me a lot of shit and then I just kept working out, working out, working out, and I, I went from like three hundred pounds down to two fourteen. But but solid muscle. Not not at first. It took a minute because I, I, I started doing a lot of cardio and stuff, mm. and then I and then I started really hitting the weights. Like, yeah. So um, that's when I signed up for jujitsu, and in the picture I looked at, I, like I was still kind of, I was still pretty small, you know, like I, I wasn't eating the way I should have. Um, mm. I was on a big time calorie deficit for for ever in a day because I was so self conscious about my weight, you know, like of a step on the scale, like fuck again, like five pounds. <laughs> I was literally eating like tuna and fucking cheesy broccoli, like it, those steamers, like they yeah. had the, the green giant steamers. I'd throw tuna in there because it's cheap and it was like fucking right. semi healthy. It was a lot of sodium, but um, I was working at Caliber painting fucking Harleys at the time um, so when summer hit it was like 115 degrees you were in a fucking Tyvek suit just sweating your ass off you know and that just kind of helped, that helped get the sodium out you know like and I would <laughs> drink a big gallon thing of water mm-hmm. but dude back th- back then I was working second shift so I would get off at midnight I'd go lift weights I would sleep for a little bit get up for the 8 o'clock class go to Jiu Jitsu take a little nap go back to work and I kept doing this like no fucking way I can do that now. I'm, you know, yeah. 35, like, ain't happening. You're feeling it? You're feeling it? <laughs> I love my, I, I need my sleep, you know? Like, um, it's cool because now I work 12-hour shifts, so it's on a rotating schedule. So, like, this week, I, I only work two days. You know? Okay. And it gives me plenty of time to fucking go work out, you know, take a little nap, maybe, um, 
and then go to jujitsu. What do you do now? I'm actually a supervisor of a pharmaceutical chem- chemistry company. Okay. So, um, I worked my way up to a bachelor's in chemistry position, and I don't have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So basically, it's like <clears throat> um, we're given like a, a recipe, right? For because uh, we make pharmaceuticals, so like one of our big drugs was Zytiga. Um, that's a prostate cancer medicine. Okay. Um, it sold for like five thousand dollars a kilo. Like <laughs> it was a big time money. You know, like yeah, it blew my company up. Um, it it comes from like. Big pharmaceutical companies like, um, let, let's say like, uh, what's a good one? Like Johnson Johnson. That's the one we we did shit for. They, when they can't produce something themselves, but they have interest in make with the molecule, mm-hmm. they contract us out to do it. So our chemists develop the whole process, do all the testing, everything else, and then they scale it up. And I'm in large scale, so like we make the big time batches, you know, like yeah. you're talking about two billion dollars sitting in a chemical reactor. I'm gonna need that address. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, we're, we're secure. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you pretty much just grinded that position. I did. Um. I I was a chemical operator. I came in with no experience. I just was really interested in like what we were doing. Like at first, I was really intimidated. I'm like, oh, what the hell? You know, I don't know chemistry. I'm like I barely passed. I barely graduated high school. Oh, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I come from painting, which we had. I, I had hazmat experience with like uh, hazardous material because like paint, obviously urethanes and um, acrylics. They're not. They're not good chemicals. You know, to be around. And so I had that experience. And then I I knew somebody. Um, my best friend's girl at the time um, worked there and she's like you should come apply come apply and I was really intimidated I didn't want to do it finally I did because I'm like I got fucked over at that place and uh, <clears throat> I start I, I was fortunate enough to have a really good friend that worked there and mm-hmm. I didn't know at that time when I got hired and all of a sudden like I was going to this third shift and I was in I got switched to like 12 hour shifts and he was sitting there I'm like What's up, dude? You know, yeah, like, right. I grew up with this guy, okay. you know, and I haven't seen him in fucking years. We haven't talked or whatever. And then it, it was cool because we rekindled our friendship, you know, even to this day, we still talk, you know, he left the company, but whatever. Um, he taught me everything, you know, uh, I learned a lot from that dude um, when it came to chemistry. Um, it super cool. Like, so seeing chemistry, like actually in action, like everything's, everything's chemistry, mm-hmm. right? You know? Beer's chemistry. That chair's chemistry. Yeah. There's there's chemicals in everything. Everything is breaks down to chemicals. You kind of got sucked into it. Dude, I did. I, I mean, I, if I was going to go back to school, I think I would go back for something chemistry related because uh, it, it's super interesting. Like, Yeah. That, a lot of things that didn't interest me in high school interest me now. Mm-hmm. And if I would have just, if they would have taught me in a way that I would have enjoyed, I felt like I would have understood it a little bit better. Because now there's a lot of things I love reading now, and I I hate it. I used to hate reading. I love reading. Too. I hated reading. Now <laughs> I love it. I like I read like three or four books at a time. Um, like finance, I hated numbers. I hated math, and now I love it. Business, I hated that. 
I gotta do math too. I gotta do algebra. <laughs> yeah. I never so, thought I never thought I would ever use any of that shit. Like. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you were the kid. You're like, I'm never gonna use this. No, because I I barely passed. I didn't even make it past algebra in high school. Yeah, I didn't. I I like swung around it and took like. The, That's what I did. And they did the um. It was like the loser. It was like consumer math. Or yeah, whatever. the loser class where like, hey, this is how you balance a checkbook, which is actually more realistic right. than most of the math you did. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, but all the dudes in the class were like, like yeah, they're no. the cops are coming to the door, you know, like, and and I always thought about this too. It's like that's kind of how society throws people, right? Like, like you're oh you're fucking fuck up. Um, here's your, the rest of the fuck ups. You're with them. Um, you have no potential. I actually had a, a teacher in high school tell me that I would amount to nothing. Yeah, I had that too. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I think about it sometimes, and I'm like, did dude say that to motivate me, or was he being a fucking dick? It could have been both. But when I look back at it, I'm like, maybe he was like saying was like planting a seed, right? Like. I gotta show this motherfucker wrong, you know, like, because at, at that time I wanted to just beat his ass. I, right. I think I would still want to beat his ass now. <laughs> you, know, you see him on the street. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I actually had a, um, after I started training, I had a bully experience. Like, when I was bullied in high school. <clears throat> I was a freshman, and these fucking seniors used to fucking um, punch me off my chair every day. Boom. Like, I'd come walk, i sit down in this blue Hit me off my chair. And we had uh, this teacher. You probably had her too. I won't say her name. But um, she was like, oh, well, are you okay? You know, and just like put me back. I'd get back up in my chair and uh, never said shit to them. Never. Not once. Never had. She was just like this kind old lady that just didn't want <laughs> nothing to do with it. Right? You know, so these fuckers, they did this shit forever and a day. I hated that class. You know, like I never wanted to go to that fucking class. It was keyboard. That was, you know, something stupid. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know yeah. who the fuck I'm talking about. But, um, I remember, uh... Well, wasn't she always, like, out of it? She always seemed like she was out of it. I don't know what was up with her. <laughs> yeah. I think my mom had her. Yeah, I think she's been there for since the school was built. <laughs> they yeah. built the school around her. Dude, I, yeah. I, there was something not there. You know, I um, agree. I agree. If you yelled at her, you could pass the test. Like I found, <laughs> I like I figured that because these dudes would fucking yell at her, and then she would fucking crumble and be like, oh, you know, like I don't want nothing to do with it. Like something wrong. Like way too introverted to be a teacher. Oh yeah, know? for sure. Um, so you let's fast forward years later. Like we're oh, foxies, and uh, we're. Uh, one of my buddies was getting a kind of argument with one of these guys, and we're all fucking outside talking, and uh, uh, they were all good, and all of a sudden this guy's like, oh, hey, we're all good, we're all good, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, yeah, we're all good, but we ain't, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and it was dude that used to bully me. Oh, okay. So he's like, let's go to the alley. So we start walking, and uh, I lo- he looks at me, he's like, I know you. Like, oh, you remember me. You know, and uh, he's like, yeah, hey, man, you know, we were just kidding, right? You know, like, like one of those things, like, right. oh, yeah, because now you're scared you're going to get your ass beat. And he's like, you got a lot bigger. And I looked at him, like, things changed, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, like, that's all I needed. I, I just needed that validation. I didn't, after that, it was like, fuck it. I, I just walked away. I'm like, I'm ain't worth it, you know, at this point. But yeah, uh, it was just, it was funny to see him cower down, you know. You got the that that was your your victory. You're like, that was mine. That's all I need. You yeah. know, nowadays I 
I, I got in a uh, street fight in 2013, and it was like, that was, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Like, I don't need to fight these people. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I got to a fight. It's It's been too long. or It's stupid. Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is... Especially like, when you train. Like, it, yeah, because you, you're, you're really... And that was, a, that was one of the things that, like, I, I wanted to do was I wanted to learn an art form. I didn't really, I didn't want, I didn't go in there, I didn't want to, like, kick anyone's ass or anything. I just wanted to learn how it operated and um i was i was hit with the joe rogan effect <laughs> listen to that guy fucking lot and i was like you know what i've been thinking about it he keeps telling me about it all right dude i'm gonna fucking do it <laughs> and and then i got in and i was like this is what i was missing like this was mm-hmm. the part that i was missing where i can be physically um drained mentally drained and i feel better like i don't like I look at situations a lot differently now. Like, for sure, you know, when I'm in traffic or like if I see someone that's angry, I'm like, why is that? Why is that person so upset? Right. And ten years before, I would have been like, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker's ass, mm-hmm. or we're gonna get into a fight. I'm gonna be angry, and I I don't know if it's come with age and wisdom, probably a combination of both. But you just kind of mellow out a lot, and you know, fighting is just like. Unless you're getting paid to do it. Yeah, it, um, the only other time is if you were fucking with a family. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. I got three kids, and, uh, like, I'll put the paws on somebody, but, you know, you bought me, you're in a yeah. rush, or something. No, I mean, this dude, this dude was completely antagonizing the situation. Um, he... He came outside and he was smoking a cigarette. Was like, "Fuck you guys!" Talking shit to all my friends. You need, you need another one, sir. And uh, he, uh, my friend, my friend's girl went up to him. And was like, "Hey, you can go smoke over here." Like, you know, like, and grabbed the cigarette, flicked it, and was like, "Go fetch!" And dude turned around, pushes her to the ground. What? Like, she hits the fucking uh, gravel. And you see red. Dude, I blacked out. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking, I don't remember. I, I, I kind of remember. I remember my buddy jumping up. Oh, you still got more. And um, I just jumped up and I was like, yeah. boom. I hit, I hit this motherfucker once and he went down and he, uh, he like, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, I'm fucking Evan. And my buddy was like, no, he's not. He's just kidding. He told me, like, you know, and we take off running. Yeah. You know, and uh, I find out later because uh, I got I actually got charged for that. I got felony battery on that one, and um, I fractured his orbital and gave him eight stitches, one hit. You know, and uh, he went inside, I guess, and was still he still on the scrap. I'm like, he was running around like trying to find me, like talking shit, and then his eyes started swelling, and then he was like, uh oh, but he didn't go to the cops till this is a Saturday. He waited till Wednesday because. Then he decided he wanted restitution because he went to the hospital. And then I got pulled, I got called by the cops, blah, yeah. blah. Um, all my friend's statements matched up with mine, you know. And so, dude was like, hey, what's going on with this case? And the cops were like, we're going to forward this to the DA's office, but you're going to get charged with sexual misconduct because he humped her before he pushed her over. And they're like, and you're going to get charged with disorderly conduct because everybody said that they tried to ask you to leave and you kept instigating this situation. Wow. And um, he was like, just drop it, just drop it. And then they dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, dude, 
I, being a felon is not, Yeah. you know, I mean, I shoot guns all the time, so it's like, I, I'd never be able to do that, you know. That That's a, that's something newer for you? No, I've been, I've been, I, I've had, I've had guns uh, since I was in my 20s. Okay. Um, I started hunting when I was 21, hated it. I just, it's just boring. Yeah, you know, I, but you've been training like you, you go to like a shooting range and are you have you yeah. been always doing that or are you know um that was uh another guy that we trained with paul um he was like i'm signing up for this league and i was like you know what fuck it up you know another another new endeavor i was i was kind of nervous about it i'm like mm-hmm. i'm gonna suck i don't want to go there these guys are gonna all be good da, da, da. then i said fuck it i'm gonna sign up you know and uh i started shooting i i got a I got a Glock 40, um, and that's really hard for marksmanship, like, if you want to be, like, dead on, because, like, some of it is, like, hit the bullseye, yeah. and you're, like, at 35 feet, that's, it gets kind of hard, because, you know, 40s are kind of snappy, Yeah. and then I was like, I, I should really get a 9 and to do this, because I really want to get a 9mm, and I never once in my life did I ever think I would want a 9, yeah. and I'm like, I want a 9. Um, what, what kind do you have? No, I bought um, a Glock uh, 34 MOS. Okay. So um, that's the John Wick 2 gun, in case anybody's wondering. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, not as modded, like, because they, they yeah. nailed the slide and they did a lot with the stipple on the grips and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought the Glock 34 and I shot that fucker. I'm like, man, this is a fucking good gun. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to red dot it. So I bought a red dot. Um, okay. Actually, Perry. Perry as uh he's built like two guns he's got yeah. an ar-15 like yeah perry's big into shooting he's got a trijicon fucking red dot and i'm like i can't fork out that kind of money right yeah. now you know i just bought this gun and i'm like i can't i can't get a trijicon so i went with uh uh the venom red dot and dude uh the guy at uh the range of richfield over here he he was like oh he, like, just drop it off i'll sight it in he sighted it in for 25 feet like within like four shots like he showed me the target he used it was like dead bullseye you know and i'm like well, what do you want like do i owe you and he's like nah. I'm like, dude that's cool you know like yeah that's awesome man yeah dude the range of richfield i that that's my spot yeah i think when you know when you start building a relationship with people like people will notice yeah and yeah. uh you know when you you know because you're going there a lot you probably sparking up conversations with people all the time um what i've learned is talking with people and having good conversations with them like opens everything up for sure and you got to be a people person you do yeah that's Um, number one especially even being like i'm a supervisor in a leadership role and i read a lot of leadership books too like jocko yeah jocko's (laughs) my guy (laughs) um I saw you read his new one. How was it? I didn't read it yet. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm finishing a, a, I'm, I'm being really bad lately about reading. I have like a hundred pages left of, of, um, talking to strangers. Have you ever heard of Yeah, I have. Uh, super awesome book. Yeah. Re- read that. Like if you're going to read it, I, I actually, if, when I finish it, I was going to pull something and be like, this is a book every human should read. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm reading Never Split the Difference. Who's that? Chris Voss. He's a negotiator. He used to run a lot of negotiating um, teams okay. for Joint Task Force and then the New York um, Police Department. He used to run all those and he kind of 
brings the negotiating to um, business world. Got it. And he kind of breaks down his um, thought process. Which that. is kind of like how Jocko brings the military world. Tactics to, to business. Right? Yep, exactly. Same, yeah. One of the same. Yeah, because uh, a lot of the, like, even the guys above me um, in le- bigger leadership roles, you know, like, like big time money positions, mm-hmm. like, they all have read, like, extreme ownership and all that stuff. And, read that. That was a good one. Um, did you get the dichotomy of leadership? I, uh, I have it on Audible. I haven't read it yet. I have a bunch of books on Audible. Oh, I know. I got. I, I have another <laughs> one too. It's like a, a neuroscientist um, view on exercise that I want to read too. I, I have this. I have this bad habit of buying a lot of books and then I don't read them. You know, like I, I just I got them and I'm like, okay, it's it's like almost in my queue to like read. And do you do you listen to audiobooks at all? I've tried. I prefer reading. Yeah. I I think the best part about reading is putting your fucking phone down. You know, like. We're so addicted to technology, including myself. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm always on my goddamn phone looking at stupid shit, you know? Like, and I like the fact that, like, I have to put my phone down. I got to pick up this book. I like to read. One of my favorite times in my life was, like, being in Mexico when I couldn't use my phone. Yeah. Know? Like, <clears throat> you're at the pool. You're just enjoying life. You're there. You're present in the moment. Yeah. Kind of thing. <clears throat> have you done any traveling other than other than Mexico? Well, the D.C. trip. Okay. When I trained with uh, Ryan Hall, that was probably my one of my highlights of my life. I put that in probably my top five, you know. Okay. Because like, that was super fucking cool, um, especially all of us sharing a fucking uh, extended stay hotel room. We go buy food, come back, you know, like so. Basically, it was like, dude, we we wake up, we would do the two morning classes that was like two hours a piece, come back, eat lunch, like we make something. We had laundry at this place, so we throw all our geese, everything out, rash guards, do laundry, and we all take a nap. We get up, eat a little something, and then we fucking go to the night classes, and we'd be there till like ten at night. You know, like the straight grinding, straight grind, dude. And I roll with some fucking beasts. Like uh, I was only a blue belt at the time, but man, um, I I, I want to do that again. That was that was fun. Um, we did the beginner class, and then we do the advanced class. And uh, I rolled because Washington D.C. is such a hub for people. I rolled with a dude from like Sweden. I rolled with a De La Hiva fucking uh, black belt. Um, one night it was like my first four rolls were all black belts, and like it was Pedro Sauer black belts. Um, it was De La Hiva, like I said, dude from Sweden. Um, it was cool, like because you just got a lot of different styles. Just absorbed it all. Yeah, I mean, it, really humbling and and super cool. But uh, like, as a brown belt, like that, I think I would take more in now. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at blue belt, you're still kind of blue belt is like you know all the basics. Yeah. Right, and then um, when you get to like purple, purple's like your rolling belt. Like when you're starting to really like use your techniques, start flowing more, and then it's like brown belt. You're just honing in on a lot of skills, like before you get to black. So you think you would have, ta- you would have taken more away as a brown belt? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things I didn't do then that I do now, you know? Like, I, um, things that I always told myself, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not good at that. I started to, like, kind of get into the mindset of, okay, I suck at this. I need to fucking learn this, you know? Like, 
So I need to start learning like some of the the crazier moves. Like De La Hiva, I never used to play that. I, mean, I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we were we were taught uh, some of the basics in it. Definitely awkward for me because oh, it's super awkward <laughs> until you understand the mechanics of it, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, "Fuck, this shit works!" Like, um, yeah, it, it it it's good for a, for a lot of things. It's I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's weird how it all starts to click. And it's like, you know, like talking to somebody who doesn't even know what the fuck I'm talking about is like, eh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, what what I have is a series of puzzle pieces right now. And, right. and I'm fig- I'm like, the more I go, the more puzzle pieces I get. And then now I have to figure <laughs> out where they go. So what happens when you get like further in is you you have those puzzle pieces, but you start to use all of them to start setting things up. Right, like, so, when I'm rolling with you, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what does he know how to defend, and how can I offset you? Like, I'm, so I start attacking multiple things at one time. Because I'm trying to figure out where your weakness is, and where you're going to, you know, because you now it's a thinking game, where you got to sit there, and you got to try to counteract everything you're doing, right? Yeah. It, this happens in kickboxing, this happens in boxing, this happens in wrestling. It's the same thing in all fucking sports. It's you start to throw things, you start to do things because I'm trying to get you to react in a certain way that I I can now take it to my advantage and set up my move. Right. Right? Like in boxing and kickboxing, the jab. A jab sets up a lot. Yep. Right. <clears throat> and so you got the jab, you got the jab, and all of a sudden you start throw a right. But my favorite in kickboxing when I did Muay Thai was always just a jab and a, a right kick, leg kick. Because now, now your mind is going from top to bottom top to bottom yeah. I just got hit in the head I just so so what happens a lot of times even in jujitsu is you start to focus right like I just jabbed you in the head your focus is here I just got hit in the head your leg is now completely open I go boom yeah. right now your focus is back down here and you know, your head's back open yeah. like, right <clears throat> because your focus changes so when you start to become more advanced you start to think about Everything as a whole. Yeah. Okay. It's like, dude, I just ate this punch. I'm good. He's probably going to throw a leg kick. He's probably going to do whatever else. You know, it, 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 it just starts to flow all of a sudden. Like, and once you, that's when it gets really addicting. It's like when you start to hit that flow. Like, okay, I'm attacking his arm. I'm attacking his, his posture. I'm attacking his base. You know, like I was talking about the cup tip and back and forth. Like, I'm attacking that. So I'm doing all this at once. At one point, you're going to fuck up. And I'm gonna take full advantage right. of dominant position. Yeah, I um, I know I know exactly what you're talking about with flow. Um, because I mean, prior to to me actually getting into it, I used to watch like UFC, um, jujitsu matches where right. I'm like, okay, this is entertaining. But now I get to watch and I like dissect it. Right. Well, and then you always had the casual fans who'd be like, oh, this is so boring. You know, this is boring. <laughs> when I, when I came up, um, when I. I, I same thing. I watched UFC forever yep. in a day, um, way before I even trained, and I was always interested in the jiu-jitsu guys. Like I loved BJ Penn. Yep. BJ Penn was my guy. Like, um, I always liked that. You know, the the submission game to me was way more interesting. And then as I went along, like I started like the stand-up stuff. I understand it more now. You know, like, when I started kickboxing. <clears throat> That's a hard transition, especially if you started jiu-jitsu, going to, like, kickboxing. 
Yeah, because of the stances. <laughs> and I'm a big dude. Everybody wanted to take my head off. I was beating all these guys' asses in jiu-jitsu, and they're like, okay, when, when he kickboxes, I'm going to fuck this guy up. You know, so I had a hard go at it at first, you know, because everybody's coming at me hard, but I, I started to get good and, like, learn how. I was really good at countering a lot of punches and everything else, and, and uh, that became fun to me, too. I just wish I had more time. That's <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I wish I I wish I didn't have a job. Yeah. And then I would do wish, it all. Wish all the bills were paid so that you could train <laughs> five days a week. Right. Because that that that's um that's fulfilling. Like you know, like that's why it's like going out on the street now. If somebody wanted to pick a fight with me, I have no interest. You know, like I'm like I'm gonna walk. I'm like, dude, if you want to fight me, come sign a waiver. Like fuck off! Like, yeah, you know, I, you want to fight? Come put throw some money down. Right. Well, we'll get the sanction and we'll <laughs> try to make someone help. Not even that. Like, <laughs> just come sign the waiver so I'm gonna get sued when right. I beat your ass. You know? Yeah. Because, like I said, like um, we've had guys that come into Nutri Ground at nights. You know, that sign up for classes and they're big fucking dudes. And um, not that long ago, I watched some guy. Um, he was rough with all the fucking white belts, like smaller guys, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, I gotta step in, or sometimes like Perry and Fuji would be like, "Hey, go Evan," you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching this guy beat up on everybody, and um, <clears throat> so he gets on my guard, and then all of a sudden he wants to stand up. I'm like, "All right, you know, because because the misconception is a lot of us jujitsu guys don't know stand up, you know, don't wrestling, judo, whatever else." So he stands up with me, and um, <clears throat> he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He just thought it was advantageous, you know, like so. He, he shoots, he grabs behind my waist, I get the overhook, and I threw him so fucking hard. Like, I landed on him, I'm like 275 pounds, just boom! And everybody's looking like, oh shit, you know? And, uh, he used the bug stomp on him? I like the bug, uh, dude, I, that's, <laughs> I, normally I do do the bug stomp, um, cause I did judo for a minute, but I like to step across the far leg. And then, just, because I'll I'll get the arm right away, mm-hmm. and then when I step across the far leg, it's just like a complete hip toss, and I I threw this dude, and he was my size, man. Like, and he went boom, it hit the ground, and it was like everything went like his eyes are just like blank. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, my experience has been, you know, even with the higher level guys, like they want you to get better, so they don't. Yeah. they're not gonna like. Stomp you out. They're no. not going to try to hurt no. you. If, but you're, if you're going aggressive with people, that's that's when you can get humble a little bit, right? Like, yeah. That's that's why I'm like the enforcer. Yeah. It's like this is a big motherfucker you got to go with now. Like, and that's that's a brown belt, you know. And when it's nogi, they don't have any clue. They don't know what belt I am, you know. Like, right. They, they oh, it's just a big guy. And then it's like, all right, I got to show you what's up, you know. <laughs> do you, who, what do you like more, nogi or gi? Both. I, I love both. Different fundamentals, different. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Um, I like no gi for the pace because um, in, in gi, it's a lot of gripping. Yeah. Controlling you, you know. Um, in no gi, it, it's like kind of a fast pace because like, people slip out of things. You got to keep fucking thinking and moving, you know. Um, and... I do. That's when I, I do leg locks in no gi because I can't in competition. I couldn't do leg locks in gi, so um, it's fun to be able to do that stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, a lot more is legal in gi than no gi, which is why I think a lot of guys gravitate to it. 
Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, I can leg lock here and da da da. And my opinion about that is I think it all should be legal. Right. It's jujitsu. I mean, they, they try to ban everything like like any other sport. Like, we'll think they're protecting everybody. But it's like, I signed up for this shit. Like, I want to leg lock. I want to fucking, I want to be able to, you know, neck crank. I want to do things like that. Like, I, I'm just as susceptible to it as everybody else in this competition. So. Right. Well, it's something that everyone has equal opportunity to train against, train for. You know, it's not it's not something that you know. I, I'm not opposed to it. I have knee injuries, but I know what I signed up for. Right. So like, I so need it's like tra- if you could put in a fucking heel hook, the, you tap tap. Right. Don't be stupid. Yeah. You know? So if I feel like any type of like <clears throat> tweak or anything, I'm I'm tapping. But leg locks don't really work. I'm I'm just gonna throw that out because everybody knows that I say that. <laughs> I'm a hard dude to like lock. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm fortunate in that respect. You know because. I probably should have my knee blown out like 10 times. And the thing is, too, is everything has a counter, like, at a a certain point. To to an extent. Yeah. Like, if they control your whole position and you can't get out of it and they have complete leverage, it's like, it's game over. It's just like a Kimura. Like, if I can get, if I have your head to the ground and I have it all the way around your back. Yeah, it's. You're not going anywhere. You're done. It's like, just tap. And you get a lot of egos, myself included. I've I've done ego like I'm not tapping to this shit, you know. And and you end up getting injured. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like, it sucks. Like I don't like losing, even even at at the school. But when somebody gets me, they get me, you know. Um, Have you ever been blacked out? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that stupid uh, picture that Perry has on the neutral ground page that pops up where he's like he's on me in side control he's showing how to set up how he choked me out <laughs> it was a it was a arm in north south choke and uh i just remember like i didn't think it was tight and all of a sudden i woke up and i, I went right back into grappling i'm like oh like i'm grabbing he's like stop 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 parry's like stop i just not run down my face you know like i'm like i don't know what just happened and uh, he's like, he's like, you just went out. Yeah, <laughs> I was out cold. You, you hop back to you're like, dude, yeah, you come. <laughs> it's like, it's like leaving the matrix and coming back in. You know, like uh, you didn't even skip just, a beat. Boom. No, I went right back into it. I was like, something's up. I'm, I'm, I'm in fight mode. You know, um, oh. every time, every time this happened. Actually, uh, my my old roommate Jimmy, I let him take my back. And I was like, ah, he's never gonna choke me, you know. And I was—he was choking me, and I was out cold, still talking shit like, "Fuck you!" Like, and I'm out. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, dude. That shit let. Um, I think <laughs> that shit affected me the whole day. That one, it was, it was bad because I was I was out for quite a bit when he he was still choking me. <laughs> because I was talking shit, so he didn't think I was out. You know, that was the problem. Is like I kept like just subconsciously talking shit and I was completely out cold and he's and all of a sudden uh, and all of a sudden he lets go and no, just... our coach at the time Luke was like let him go let him go I think he's out you know yeah. and he let me go but I remember like shopping for food after that I'm like I felt like I smoked like a hundred joints you know like just sitting there just... like throwing food I don't know what I'm doing here uh, like, <laughs> I'm just here you know <clears throat> so oh, yeah I experienced that um three times Three times being choked out. You've been choked out. Um, no, I, I, 
I've let it go for a little bit before I started seeing Some white. stars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, because um, in the military, you, you have to stand at attention for a long time, and I felt the same, like, way. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm passing out. So I, I tapped. What military branch were you in? I was in the Air Force. Um, I was an intel analyst, so I worked with um, high-level targets, high-value targets, and we designated strikes for for them. The, As, like drones or yeah drones and then um when i was overseas we did um small task force joint task force and then i did detainee operations while i was overseas as well and then when i was at scott air force base we worked with um the pretty much the units they would feed us information and then we would broadcast it to the other um different three-letter agencies as well as other um bases that were flying mobility aircraft into hot zones and we just uh, give threat assessments to each base nice. so did a lot of stuff there but yeah i knew what passing out felt like so <laughs> i don't want any part of that what was boot camp like in um you know i've it, it was it was hard at first um kind of as you were alluding to um didn't know what i was getting into don't my dad was in the army but i didn't really know him too well because i was like i kind of grew up in in the shadows as a foster kid but you know i just wanted to get out get out of port get out of just this area decided to join the air force apparently i was smart enough to do so <laughs> and then is there uh, is there an intelligence test like yeah so they they use the asvab and i didn't know anything about it about it so i went in and took the test I scored like I think like eighty five, which apparently is pretty high. Out and then, of, do you know what it was out of? Uh, I think it's out of a hundred. I can't even. I don't. I don't know. But I was. I, was uh, I didn't go in with high expectations. I thought I was going to be security forces. That's what they alluded to. But they gave me a job list and they said, "Hey, you can be intel." I was like, "All right, James Bond, here I come," because <laughs> that's what they made it seem like. And then I went to boot camp, and it was it was tough because I didn't know what to expect. My recruiter was like, oh, it's a cakewalk. It's the best branch to be in. Um, and I was getting yelled at a lot <laughs> because I didn't know any of the lingo. I didn't know anything. And, you know, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done uh, was was get in and because it was just a trying time. They, they were like my teachers told me, like, hey, you're not going to make it in this. I'm like... You're probably right, but let's stick it out. And then I graduated, and when I graduated, I had a couple tech sergeants um, who came up to me, and they're like, "Like you got like fight in you, like and keep that up, and you always have a positive attitude." And that really resonated with me because I had low self esteem. I like I faked it till I made it, like through my childhood, try to make everyone. How'd you have low self esteem? You came up to my ass one time. And you were trying to give me my, I remember this, I, I was like thinking about this, I'm like, I was getting out of my car, and you're like, hey, I made a CD for your sister, I'm like, who the fuck is this motherfucker, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, know, I, and mostly because I'm, I was always overprotective of myself, mm -hmm. like always, forever and a day, I had to be, I had to be like, Somebody in the family had to be a little overprotective, you know. Like, I made her 21st birthday, probably, like, <laughs> the worst day of her life. Like, <laughs> I was like, any dude coming up to her, ain't happening. No, My best I... friend at the time was checking people, too. Like, uh, like we ain't let this go down. 
Um, I, I, like I said, man, I, I kind of faked it. Like, I, uh, I was embodied in hip hop and, like, to take no shit. And, like, I hid behind the music a lot. And when I was kind of growing up, only, like, you know, Megan across the street, she was, she was privy to my situation. And I think Alyssa kind of knew a little bit about what was going on in my life. But, man, my life, like, was trash. And, like, I didn't want, See, now I feel like a fucking ass. I feel like an like <laughs> I entrapped you. I brought you here. No, no but no, no, no. I, I, I knew coming into you, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, like, I was a dickhead. I was. I, and I, that's, like, self-reflection, right? Like, I, I, I was just being overprotective always in a day, you know, like, and, um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I, no, man. I, I always it, felt like an asshole. Like, it's uh, I, 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 honestly, before like you, you start coming to neutral and stuff, I, I actually start. I reflected on that a lot of times. I'm like, God, I was such a fucking dick. Like, what the fuck? You know, like I was just being overprotective. But I wasn't. I, I wasn't no, no bad dude. Like, you know, I could have got smoked like at any point. Like, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I appreciate that sentiment, man. Because, uh, you know, when. When you, like, accepted my friend request, I was like, dude, he, he doesn't remember me. <laughs> no, I don't remember you. And I was like, oh, I saw that you were training at Nutri-Ground. I'm like, because I was kind of like, what the fuck is this dude sending me a friend request for? Like, I like, wasn't nobody your friend request. You know, and, uh, and then I saw you were at Nutri-Ground, and that's why I sent you a message. I'm like, oh, so you're at Nutri-Ground. So, you know, I, I mean, I always feel a common ground with people that, that train, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, Okay, he's he's training, whatever else. Because I I know that at that point you're gonna get humbled, right? Like so, so you might not be a bad dude at that point, you know. Like and, and not that you ever were. You know, I was just you know me being. No, and, yeah, that's the crazy thing is uh, like perception is is for is crazy. Because, you know, I had a perception, perception of you. assumption. <laughs> well, perception and assumption could be, I mean, interchanged. Because my perception of you was like, oh, this, this is, he's a big dude. Like, <laughs> but my ego was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But no. inside of me, it was like, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Um, and then, like, you know, I, you know, I, like, I never, like, went home, like, you know, and, and had late nights where I'm like, Oh, I had Evan like throwing darts at him. Um, but I, but I also think I was like, I was like, I wonder how he's doing. And having the time time to actually like have the conversation with you is awesome because this is a very like unique <laughs> podcast because we we didn't hate each other. We were just kind of in different circles and we weren't privy to each other and you didn't know what I was. No, about. I didn't know what I, I was, was older. Like. Yeah, no. you were older and you're protecting your sister, which you know I I respect that. Um, I respect that completely, and I understood like the the dynamic. Um, I know. I told I was tell I told Talon the story, and he was like, "No way!" I'm like, "Dude, I used to I'm like I used to kind of bully this dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like I was an asshole, and uh, dude, my mom used to get mad at me." <laughs> yeah, she used to. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. There was that graduation party where I fucked your bike up, and, uh, and then you my, remember that? <laughs> I, I was not gonna bring that shit up. I was like, you know, he did fuck my bike up. He did I don't me. even remember, dude. I was drunk. I, I mean, I, I remember being drunk, and it was like I was with a bunch of my buddy, my 
my buddies and we were just outside like yeah no you, <laughs> fuck, like, you fucked up my bike and like I went <laughs> didn't out didn't dad fix it oh yeah. dude my mom came at me next did day did she oh yeah my mom I, my mom my mom doesn't play like yeah. <laughs> no she was always nice to me everyone was like <laughs> my mom not nice not well, she's good she's good yeah, my parents—they're both retired, you know, still living in the same God. house. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Shut my mom—my mom never played with me. She was, she always knew I was in the wrong. You know, oh, yeah. every every single time. Like, but yeah, no, I remember. She gets, that. She's like, you, why'd your daughter ask back? You know, like yelling at me. I'm like, and I remember being hungover. I'm like, I don't fucking remember. I, I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, we did. We fucked dude's bike up. And I don't remember why or how. It was just like a, a yeah. dumbass situation. It's stupid. It's stupid when I look back at it on this. No, you know, that's okay. You know, when you get older, you're like... Yeah, no. God, that was dumb I have I have shit like that in my head, too, where I, like, I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I thinking? So, like, that's why I don't... Oh, shit. That's why I don't hold, like, shit against people. Because I'm like, I had my share of dumb shit. Like... Yeah. And regardless of if it was, you know, just because of age or whatever, I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, everyone grows. And you yeah, because I probably haven't seen you in shit. Fucking 10 to 12. No, it's got to be like 15. Yeah. Years. I was thinking about that because I'm 35. That time I was probably like 20, 21. So yeah. That's, that's almost and 15, we're fucking, 15 we're, years. Yeah, we're still fucking babies at that point <laughs> in time. And but you more than me. <laughs> yeah, no, still, I, I understand. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a point, too, where you, like, there's two sides of it, too, because there's a side where you're like, damn, I'm remorseful for it, and then there's a side that is saying, you know what, I need to, like, let shit go. Like, I can't have a yep. grudge. No, always. I'm not going to have a fucking grudge against you over some bullshit. That's why I said, like, even when I confronted my bully, I was like, he 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 caved and he was like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to fuck this dude up. He's already fucked up in his own head. You know, yeah. like, like, oh shit, he's bigger than me. Oh shit. You know, <laughs> like I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Like done. You know? Yeah. And then and then if you were to run into that now, I bet you wouldn't even feel that way. I would no I, I, you would want him to be okay. Hey, I, I want you to live nah, your life. Yeah, I wouldn't even give a shit. I, yeah. I, I mean I, I still don't like him. I just wouldn't I wouldn't give yeah. any of my energy. That's why I do now. You know, like I don't, I'm like I don't got time for this. You know, yeah. You know, somebody could talk shit, and sometimes like you know I get shit on uh, Facebook or Instagram, and I'm like letting it get to me. And I'm like, why, why the fuck am I letting this dude? I don't You're letting, know. Tr- letting people troll you. Yeah, you know, but I. It's funny when somebody trolls me, and then I can get more on them than. Than me, you know, like I uh, like on Instagram, some kid fucking talk shit on like some jujitsu page, and he was like, "Oh, fuck you up" or whatever. And then I found him because he used his real name on Instagram. I found him on Facebook, <laughs> and I saw that he checked in that he was going to this festival. And I was like, "All right, I'll see you at so and so festival, oh, motherfucker." Shit. He's like, "Okay, buddy," and he quick blocked me, and then my like, shit got reported. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "I'm never gonna go there." I'm like, "I yeah. just thought it was funny. I'm gonna scare the shit out of you." You're dumbass use your real name on Instagram you know oh like. man <laughs> the trolls the trolls are funny man um yeah people people take shit too seriously um especially nowadays and in social media it gives you that little mask like people that didn't have confidence now have confidence because they're behind the keyboard yeah. you know like 
Like, you know, in, in my days, like, you talk shit, you're going to get, you better get ready to get your lip busted. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> better be ready for now, the Now these guys are hiding behind fake accounts and everything else. I mean, I have my own fake account. Uh, just got taken down. I was tro- I actually trolled that dude here from Cedarburg that was uh, date raping chicks. What? That um, Jacob Bannis or whatever the fuck his name was. He used to come foxes all the time. What? So he was pulling people into court. Like, that were saying shit to him. So I, I had this fake account. I'm like, this motherfucker is commenting on a page that's about him. Like a, uh, And he's like, he's reviewing. He's like, I'll always be innocent, da-da-da. And I fucking went on my fake account. My fake account with Duke Nukem. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had the picture with Duke fucking blasting aliens on there. Like, he's standing on their bodies, like, blasting aliens back in the day. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm like, Jacob, you know. call. I called him a sociopath saying how he, you know, he... He's insulting all the chicks that he he um, assaulted and da 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 da. You know, I went in this whole thing and he's like, "Oh, you're using a fake name." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck you. I'm not getting dragged into court with you." Like, <laughs> he's suing all these people for defamation that ever said anything to him. Wow. You know, and this motherfucker had just out here. He had like ten fucking cases of date rape, and then he moves to Florida. The same shit's happening around him. Wow. Comes dude. back, so they finally tried his ass, and then. Uh, Chicks from Florida came up and testified against him. So finally, he got sentenced for one case for seven fucking years, which he needs way more. It's just a scumbag, you know. Like, and I was like, man, I don't want to see this guy in public because that's one person I I'd be willing to fucking beat the fuck up. Throw all the chips on. <laughs> like, like it's all I'm going to prison, but I'm gonna take this dude with me, you know. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. What the? That's fucked up. It, and uh, the fact that he had the balls to be on Facebook pages and, and talking shit, like, yeah. dude, I'm like, this guy. I would never be in that situation. Like, obviously, I, I would never not. be in the situation <laughs> he's in. But but then, like, go on and go out of your way to try to, like, Dude, it's like, know. if you're trying to be innocent, like, be innocent. Yeah. Don't exactly. be on pages. Yeah, you're on your bullshit right like, now. talking all that. But that just proved, like, right. the type of person he was, right? Like, and, and uh... It's unfortunate that, you know, like, um, in that situation, it's like that person can't even defend themselves because they're, they're, they're under an influence of some bullshit, you know? And that, like, I've done a lot of women's self-defense seminars and stuff, like help, help teach things. But in that case, it's like, what the fuck do you do? Yeah. You're, you're, you're not, you're, you're on another level. You yeah. Know? You can't even do shit. Like, especially like when they, they give you like, uh, roofies or like special K, some shit like that, like, you're you're not there, like, that's not you, you're not even there, like, you gotta just you What do you, what do you, so so what would your advice be in those situations? Be cognizant about your Cognizant about, and don't accept drinks from people. Yeah, like, that's what I tell that's what I tell, like, tell anyone Watch, watch your shit getting poured you know, like, don't, don't fucking take that, uh, you know, it, Oh, I got this random shot. Like, if I didn't see it poured, you know, uh, Alyssa had a situation like that. Mm. Um, and she was super fucked up, and she only had one drink. Thank God she got home, you know, like, yeah. And, I mean, it's crazy. It could happen to anybody. And that that's that's the scary part about that. And I know those girls are coming up with uh, that straw that detects date rape, but, you know, being in the chemistry world, I'm trying to, Think about how trying to figure out how, how that's a legit, you know, like 
because you have to have some kind of chemical reaction for uh, something to react to. Make yeah, calm. and there's so many different chemicals with so many different drugs. Right. That. And how much is that straw going to be? Is that going to be like a hundred dollars straw? Like yeah. are you going to put in? You just take your chances. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know like it's, it's, it's like people that did Molly and like get tested. Like, is this legit? Like, how do you think that was really legit? Probably not. Like that little test strip. Like they probably yeah. told everybody, oh no, this is bad. So you can take it. If it's Molly, I mean, might as well take it. <laughs> Look, man, I've been meaning to give this to you all night, man. I keep forgetting. Well, I got you some things, man. I know you're into Colossus. <laughs> so I got you a couple of comics, man. Um, just with some cool artwork that I liked. They, there's, there's no specific uh, like timeline to them. They're all different genres. But I know they have all Colossus on it. So you can frame those and put them somewhere, yeah. man. Cause Dude, that's awesome. Speaking of Colossus, man, other than the obvious, man, how'd you get that fucking nickname? <laughs> I've said this on a uh, couple podcasts. So, I don't know if you remember, you were you grew up in this area. So, back in the day, um, Circle B had the X-Men fucking game um, in the arcade room. The the pinball machine? or the oh, no, no. The, arcade the actual, one? actual okay. arcade. Colossus was one of the characters, right? <clears throat> and uh, back here, I would always like bring this up to my friends. Like, you remember playing that game? Like, yeah, yeah. When Colossus did his power up, he'd be like, oh! I used to do that shit when we take <laughs> shots at the bar. Okay. So I'd be like, oh! you know, like power up. <laughs> and uh, we'd take the shots, and everybody would always laugh. And then they kind of, Colossus kind of stuck. And then it's like, um, I started training Jiu Jitsu, and I was like, I'm just going to change my name on Facebook and put Colossus. And it's funny because my mom gets all these inquiries all the time about, like, Oh, is that his real middle name? Is that it's like no, it's not my fucking real middle name, you know? Like that's just a fucking nickname. You should you change know? it. No, I gotta keep it. Cause because Facebook is never flagged. They flag everybody no, else. No, no, change change your legal name. <laughs> your, your middle name. No, I can't. I can't because my middle name is Michael and that was my grandfather. Oh. And, and you know, that yeah. was my uh I I look up I looked up to him for all my life, so I can't I can't Yeah, no, it. you can't mess with the, nope, the formula. I'm gonna keep it. I gotta keep it, but I got Colossus on like uh, a lot of sweatshirt about this one, but uh, shout out to Dojo Outfitters. Dojo Outfitters, that looks like a fancy sweatshirt. They actually uh, they bought these champion sweatshirts and they they tie dyed them. It was a uh, it was a limited run. Um, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. But yeah. uh, they follow me on Instagram and stuff, and they like they like my picture that I posted. That's my profile picture on Facebook with the Colossus arms. Like, yeah, um, my homie, my homie Drama's Idol. Um, he's a rapper from Milwaukee. Okay. He's dope. Um, yeah, he's doing some artwork for you, huh? Yeah, he's been, he, he sent me that. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that's that's dope. You know, like, I'm like, why are you wasting my time on me? They're like, you got a career, like, fucking blowing up at this moment. He remade um, uh, Many Men from 50 Cent. It's really good. It's actually a good fucking remix. He remixed it? Yep. <clears throat> With okay. his lyrics, you know, and okay. just used the beat. <clears throat> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I like hip-hop. Like you do. I mean, I like heavy metal too, so. <clears throat> I've grown. I've grown. Um, my dad passed away like uh, three years ago, and I did not have an appreciation for rock until after he passed away, because that's all he would play. He would play like Leonard Skinner. What do you play? He would play Leonard Skinner. He'd play Led Zeppelin. He would play Aerosmith. He would play all, the, all of those. Um, he would play Nirvana, just Pearl Jam. Def Leppard, all that, and and when he passed away, I felt like it was like an opening, and 
I didn't appreciate it until like after it was gone. So that 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 clouds like my my iTunes right now is just a lot of uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, all it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, we could, no, we, yeah, we could pause it. Or we're going to take a quick intermission. All right, so we're back after the little potty break. Uh, we're just kind of discussing a little bit of uh, some history. And we are going to dive back into, I guess, some conversation about, uh, a little bit about me and the... Foster uh, care. Foster care. Um, really, foster care really started when... Um, my older sister, she actually ran away. We actually had a plot to run away when we were younger because we kind of victim of um, like a, an abusive family. And was that that was in foster care? That was no, no. It was it was it was before foster care. So like uh, my mom, my dad, um, and her half dad and real mom, my my older sister Kelly. She we uh, she actually moved from Florida. Like after we already moved back up to Wisconsin, and my dad and I learned a lot of this after he passed away. But my dad, he was a he got out of jail, prison when he when I was five. So like I didn't really know him. And then when he kind of came back into our lives, he's like, "All right, we need to move up to Wisconsin." So we moved up to Milwaukee. We moved to West Dallas, and then we moved around in the Milwaukee area. Um. A little bit on the north side, a little bit on the south side, and then like they struggled. Uh, my parents struggled financially, and we lived in like motels, um, and it was just not a very good living environment. And on top of that, my my dad he uh, did some questionable things. Um, a lot of it like is not really my story to tell. Uh, but my mom, she kind of played like a little bit of part of it, just being a bystander or being just a part of the abuse. Just kind of disassociating from it. like Sometimes disassociating with it, but sometimes antagonizing it, um, especially with my older sister. Um, we were kind of like, me and her were like the black sheep of the family. And then my younger sister was the angel. So like through history, she would do something and we would get blamed for it. And then, like, I would get, you know, me and my older sister, we got locked in a basement. A lot of things happened um, through that, you know, few years of uh, just us being in a relation. And uh, my sister was like, you know what, fuck this, like, I'm done. Like, this isn't how life is supposed to be. And we would stay up, like, late at night, like, 12, 1, 3, because our, our parents worked third shift. So we would stay up late night listening to Usher. And she's like, we got to leave. Like, there's, we, we're not going to be able to survive this. And I was like, yeah, well, let me know. Well, one, one morning, um, it was like a weekend and my dad's mom and my dad's sister came to visit. And when they were heading out, that was the same morning my sister was missing. Well, it turns out that my grandma and my sister or my dad's sister like helped her escape but kind of left me in the trenches damn and yeah so like for it kind of fucked with me a little bit i think i was like like nine or ten at the time and i was in what year was that oh 90s yeah it had to be in the 90s yeah um and then so like so what happened was 
because of the laws and technically like my mom and my dad didn't have custody of her they could take her away but if they were to take me away then that'd be kidnapping so they had to leave me behind Ah. but what they did was they contacted social services right and by that time I was already kind of read in like I was already like no like my parents don't hit me like where do you get those bruises oh I fell like I was clumsy well I was kind of already like on the radar and there was a couple mishaps that happened where I was like sent kind of in temporary homes like for like the weekend or a couple weeks well, I was six. So they put you in temporary homes to just bring you back? like like Just some... to kind of like calm down. Like, so what they would do is they would like calm down the situation, then they would bring. Yeah, but it's like, what? That's not going to change anything. Well, yeah. You know, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, like, my parents would come up to the school. You can't have, like, social you know, services come and interview my kid without us present and and they're like, yeah, we can. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so, so like, I was kind of involved in that from, you know, from elementary school. And then they thought, you're okay, well, fuck it. If we can't get out of, like, they thought, okay, we'll just get out of Milwaukee and move to a nice area. So we moved like, to they, Grafton. They think it's not going to follow them. Right. So we moved to Grafton. Um, and then, like, literally one of my childhood places was, like, right across the street at Meadowbrook Court. Um, and my mom, she was just like, she just wasn't all there. And my sister, she got bullied a lot. And me, like, I kind of, I kind of got bullied by the other kids, bigger kids, but like, I always stood my ground. Like, I always like, was the guy that like, if I'm gonna get my ass beat, I'm gonna get my ass beat, whatever. Well, there's this girl who was talking shit about my sister. Well, my sister would always tell, like, me, I, I never, never told. Like, so my younger sister was like, "This girl's picking on me." Well, the girl came around because I was like friends with her um, by proxy, and then my mom shouts out, "I'm gonna blow your face off with a shotgun," and I'm like, "Oh shit, you can't say stuff like that." Yeah. Well, the cops got called because we're in a respectable neighborhood, and the uh, cops search the place and find a shotgun, and my dad's a registered felon, so he goes no. to jail. And uh, that's tough on that's tough on the family, um, but me I start to isolate. Like I don't really like talk with anyone, and then uh, then we move to Port. And with your mom? Yeah. So with my mom, and then my my dad finally gets out again. So so we're reconnected. But there's just like I'm growing older, and I'm starting to see shit. Like I'm starting to realize things. That the way that I'm living my life isn't the way that kids should be. You know, like, I shouldn't have to worry about electricity or food or things like that. Like, I'm like, I'm a kid, like, at this point. And I start to get um, very, very disruptive, you know, and and uh, just out, outlandish, start hanging out with people. That's the time we moved to Breeze Cove, and I was like, all right, I'm hanging out with, like, the thugs and the killers and shit, and I'm like... Yeah, no, I'm not living like I'm. Not, my household is not the way that I want to live. So um, there's disputes in the house. Cops usually get called, and I guess like in in that area, they're just like, oh, whatever. It's just another, another. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I I never had the misfortune of living in a bad home, and it was always 
assumed that that was like low income, like you know, quotations ghetto of yeah. poor, poor Washington, which we we all know is not as bad as Milwaukee can be. I mean, yeah. obviously your situation sucks, but um, well, that's what I, I, I it was kind of like it was kind of like a safe haven at Breeze Cove because you saw a lot of people that kind of gravitated from Milwaukee up there, right? So, so like I was like in like similar circumstances, so right? I was like, okay. So it's like common bond with people, like yeah, like you know, you know like in projects, which. Um, for a short while, we lived in project housing. I think for Brace Cove for a little while, it was like Section 8 and a little... And yeah, a little for, bit. I, I mean, I think they changed it out. I mean, They did. You know how it is. Like, it, it's the suburbs, and the cops just start pushing people out. Like, like you're not part of the community kind of thing. Yeah. Like, so it's like, go back to Milwaukee, and it's like, go to Brown Deer or whatever else. Like, right. They, you know, like, they harassed people... In in Breeze Cove for yeah. sh- for fucking sure. Well, know, they like, changed it up a lot. I mean, I no, now it's like it's totally different now. Yeah, but, totally you know, different now. But yeah, back when like we were kind of growing up. Oh, it was, well, fuck yeah! Everybody knew like you don't fuck around with Breeze Cove. <laughs> yeah, so, so when I so that's the that's the same time like I like I'm dating like Megan and um, starting to see her and yeah it was it was interesting because. When um, I started dating her, she's like, don't tell, like, you can't come by my house. I'll meet you oh, at the sure. park. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And then we like, <laughs> got into high school, and she's like, okay, like, here we go. Like, be on Did your you best ride your, uh, your bike all the way from fucking Breeze Cove to the north side? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes what I would do is I would steal a fucking scooter, and I'd fucking make my way up there. I'd fucking look through. You know, and that was like the dumb shit we used to do. I'm like, fuck, man, I really don't want to, I don't want to walk all the way you, there. You become a product of your environment, right? Like You can, like, you can be. And at that point, that's what I thought I was. Like, I thought I was a product of my environment. Like, a, um, like we talked about, like, me being bullied. Like, I have a, a big time inferiority complex. It's like, that's why, like, when I feel like somebody insults me, I take it really personally. Like, Mike Tyson talks about it. Yeah. You know, same thing. Like, like, uh, like if somebody calls me a pussy, that's, like, my, my fucking go. I'm like, what the fuck you say? Like, is this still like that? To an extent. Depends on the person. You know, like, if, if it was, like, somebody I knew and was like, oh, you're a pussy. Like, because so, I, I had a friend who used to antagonize me with that. Be like, oh, pussy. You know, I'm like, oh, you're just trying to piss me off, you know. But if it's some random dude who's like, okay, pussy, and I, it takes a lot for me to control it. Like, cause, but I understand like how my internal works, right? Like, you know, like I know like if this dude calls me a pussy, I'm gonna fucking be like, yeah. all right, <clears throat> it's game time, you know? But with training and everything else, it's like, I also know that this guy doesn't know as much as I do and I should win this fight, right? Yeah. You know, like if you're out and about like, Oh, you fucking pussy! It's like, eh, you know. And nowadays, I can, I can kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, whatever. Yeah, you know, like walk away. I'm but, at that point now. I mean, I was on a chat like on Xbox the other day, and I was oh, talking, dude. I I mute that shit like right so, now. But I was I was in a party with uh, a friend, and then his, one of his like close friends, and we were talking shit about like politics, which I'm like, I should have not. But he was yeah. talking shit about like he was like we should vote for someone who's going to free up the uh, the student loan debt. I'm like fuck the student loan debt. I was like you signed up for that shit, 
And he heard me because he already had me blocked, but he heard me over the other mic, and he's just like, "You're a piece of shit. No one likes you." And like I was like, "Okay." Like he was just like he was just rattling off like a list of like, and then he would like bring in like little tidbits of things he thought he knew about me, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's okay." That's I was like, "Bro, you just you're making me laugh." All right. You just make like so like I'm at the point now where like I'm just like, "Yeah, it doesn't bother me." That's what I don't understand. It's like. We're playing a game. We're all trying to like unwind, have a good time, and it's like, and then you got some little kid dropping an M bomb at you, and, and you know, like <laughs> that like, shit doesn't fuck? bother me at all. When I, someone calls I, me, he's like, so "You fucking suck, Thorn eighty nine, you motherfucker." <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm three and eighteen. I, dude, I play Call of Duty, and I'm, I just mute everybody. I'm like, I'm not gonna do this because, like, when they I hear him talking, I start to get fucking pissed. Uh, me, my little bro, I saw you posted some. Um, did you play Fortnite on Xbox or did you play? Yeah, it? on Xbox. Yeah, okay. everything's on Xbox. Me, me okay. and my little bro, wow, when, when Fortnite first came out, we played PUBG on Xbox. It was was so glitchy, it sucked. Yeah. So finally, I was like, dude, Fortnite is like way better. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like cartoony, but it's way more fun. Right. Know? So it's Ross, more polished. Ross and I used to play fucking um, uh, Fortnite every Saturday. You know, he he had kids. He he can't leave the house. You know, um, and I was like. I don't go out. I don't do shit. You know, like so we'd always game, and uh, we play Fortnite. And I saw like you took first place. I'm like fuck. I'm like we got really close one time. It was like we did. We were doing doubles, and I fucking. Uh, I was so hard. It's so hard. We got to like the last four people, and then these motherfuckers. Like he got, he died, and he was up to me. And I'm like, I got so nervous. I fucked it up, you know. And then, uh, but it was we took second. But God, I was like fuck. And you now and now. Call of Duty drops Warzone. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I can't do this again. I'm like, I can't. I, I tried it. I, I played it once. And I'm like, no? You don't like it? I, I was kind of being optimistic about it. You know, um, it was me and another guy. I, uh, I, Are you on Xbox? Yeah, I'm on Xbox. Colossal Punch, man. Bro, what the fuck gives <laughs> you in there, man? I've been playing Warzone and, like, I was I, I stream as well like every like Monday Wednesday and Friday side plug on Mixer but anyway um, <laughs> I don't yeah I don't know if I like Warzone I I like regular I'm I'm, I'm got big so, into regular so the thing is is I do like I I like the regular um, the the playlist the Warzone is I think would be fun if you had like a, a squad yeah it would be cool if you're fucking playing with a bunch of randos yeah. and you're like okay but so what happened was I I got a chopper grabbed a helicopter I found my teammate I picked him up and it was like we flew around for probably like three minutes before I ever saw anybody and all of a sudden it was like this dude was pot shotting me from the roof and I, I like flew in he he's shooting at the sky and and I hate the fact that they added like the armor now you know like so yeah so he I think hit him a thousand. whole bunch of times and all of a sudden boom the helicopter blew and then we're both like doing the <laughs> doing the um the little Gracie like crawl like, little like shrimp and, little combat like, yeah crawl and then he he killed us both I'm like fuck this I'm like I just like I like regular I love the fact that you can customize your guns I mean especially being like you know a gun dude like I like the fact that you can change everything up and adjust the guns the way you want them and I watched a lot of videos of like dudes doing different um, build outs to like and they show you there's some guy on YouTube who like who'll show you like how far you can shoot with like certain barrels and stuff and like what what the hitbox is it gets deep Dude, it's good. It's so good. 
I love it. I I I, I like the classic play. I don't I don't know if I'm down with Warzone yet. I, I it's gonna take me a minute. Yeah, Warzone. Um, I play a little bit, but um, the I'm kind of I'm kind of over the battle royale. I don't play that no. concept. Just the just the you get one chance. That's it. But I like how Warzone kind of revamped it a little I like, bit. Uh, I'm big on like deathmatch and um, I hate free for all. I hate it. Do you play domination? I like domination. Domination is my favorite one. I hate free for all because everybody camps. Yeah. I like headquarters. Headquarters is fun. Um, yeah, domination. I like objective, like tight, like, like yeah. I feel like okay, I'm I'm working towards something now. Yeah. No, I like that too. Um, yeah, deathmatch is fun to be too. I hate infected. Infected is so dumb. Yeah. Like it's just so boring. We used to call that Michael Myers. Right? <laughs> That's what we used to call it. I just I I can find a camping spot and just sit. And I actually got booted for a game for inactivity. Yeah. Because I was just sitting chilling. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm winning. <laughs> like, and then I get booted. I'm like, oh fuck this. Um, I was big. Uh, my the game that got me uh, back to like gaming was uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. I missed that boat. Oh, I missed it. So good. You know, I was dating a girl that was a big gamer, and um, she's the one who got me to like buy an Xbox and do Overwatch. And her and I used to do our uh, um, season entry matches. Like you had to do uh, the hell was it for like the rank matches? Yeah. You, so to get into rank, you had to like compete in ten. Yeah. And they place you in a certain spot. They'll so see like, how good you did. Right. Like all right, here. You right. Go. So her and I would do those, and it was, it was fun. It was, that was fun. I uh, I missed that boat, and it's unfortunate because like now there's just so many games like now that I'm like oh, I'm interested in. But I saw your DBZ. I've been playing Kakarot too. Do you? Oh <laughs> man, I uh, I have I'm, I I have drag the the second Dragon the Xenoverse. I haven't played it yet, and I like I want to play it. Kakarot. I want to play that. Kakarot's well. way better. Is it? Yeah. I, I, it's an like, RPG. That's one of my like. That's one of my like next like what I'm gonna do. We went on a massive tangent, but <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll bring it back to. Uh, I'll bring it back to foster care because I didn't finish it. Another pee break. Yeah. All right, we going. We gonna do another <laughs> pause real quick. All right, we're back again. All right, on our tangent. On the tangent, but yeah. So video games, big part of my life, but. Um, back to serious notions is uh, yeah so so foster care so pretty much we moved from port after like um, a bunch of like incidents kind of go down there to Cedar Grove to a smaller area and then I started getting to like sports like I was in football I was big into lifting and like I was at the point where I'm like I'm not gonna take any shit um, I haven't lifted as much since I've been doing jujitsu I've actually been doing yoga more yoga's good um, I, I do, and I know you said something about um, with Rogan, but I I feel like lifting is very supplemental to jujitsu and injuries because you're strengthening a lot of the ligaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've been injured, but not as injured as a lot like of some people. other people yeah. that have I mean, like I'm, torn I'm, ligaments. Yeah. And sh- I have a bad. My neck is fucked. Um, actually, uh, I get annual work. Physicals and and I'm on restrictions right now because of my neck. Okay. I like I can't like 
turn and completely. I got a pinch nerve on the left side there. Yeah. Is that from jujitsu? Is that just? From... I would assume um, a lot of times because, like I said, I play guard and a lot of guys like to stack me, so I'm on my neck a lot. Okay. <clears throat> um, I've had at least two individuals who irritated the fuck out of it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So. But I think uh, weightlifting actually, like, it, it helps with injuries because I've been on a lot less than a lot of other people. I mean, it, it just strengthens everything. I hate I hate lifting, though. I mean, I, lo- I, I have days where I like it and I have days I hate it. And I, I, it's like I just do the daily grind to keep, like, to keep training, you know? Yeah, I think once you get into it, like, once you get into, like, a habit... I think it's easier to like go by, but yeah, the, not, they have. Uh, I'm at Form of Fitness, and they have a lot of fitness competitions where, like, I'm wearing a heart rate monitor, and I get like super OCD about being the number one. Not so much. I no, can't, I can't make number one because the cardio chicks kill me every time. <laughs> but I'm in the top ten every yeah. time. I, I made eight out of 155. Like so, I wear during jujitsu too. So it, like, I get my heart rate up, and like, I, I so you see. get the points. Yeah, and I can see where, like where it's at with you know like my heart rate. I can. Have you tried the whoop? The whoop strap. I don't want to pay for it. Me either. <laughs> That's I don't what wanna... Perry does. I want my own, dude. Yeah. Because um, uh, form it's cool when you go to Form Fitness and and um, they have like a screen that shows your everything. Like they they're showing what heart rate zone you're in, how many calories you're burning, blah blah blah, blah. and it says your name up on the screen. Yeah. So like when there's multiple of us. And it's funny because, like, there's certain people that are, like, in the top ten. That Dude, I'm I like, do the I'm same. Like, I'm not fucking leaving until I beat this motherfucker. I do the same shit. <laughs> I've been thinking about going to Form of Fitness. Do it. Because it's cheaper. It's cheap. And then I, I go to, because I go awesome. to any time. And I'm like. Bro, if you ever want tips on how to lift, dude, like, I'm I'm game. Like, because I've, I've lifted way before jiu-jitsu. Well, I'm, I'm sold then on the form of fitness. Dude, form of fitness, it's like 35 bucks and you get like, it, even like if you're competing in jiu-jitsu, they have a steam room to cut weight. Like the steam room is awesome. Yeah. Off. Like, I love the, I love steam rooms. I ice bath all the time too. Do they got ice baths there? No, I do it at home. I go I go to the so gas. So what do you go to gas station and just pick up a bunch Dude, of- Dude, I get the 40 pound bags and I'm like, I dump it in and I just like, Everybody's like, oh my god, it'd be so terrible. But it's like when you when you sit down and you get into it. Yeah, your body fucking adjusts. Right. That's what it, people don't the understand. The first like five seconds it sucks. sucks. But as soon as you just concentrate on your breathing and it's like it's so beneficial. Yeah. Um I've had hip flexor problems and the only thing that fixes it is I think I have one of those right now too. Like I've been doing uh, like cold baths and, and then heat. Ice. Ice yeah. Ice bath, dude. For real. Um so beneficial and it, it and especially like with the coronavirus and everything like that's going on like um ice bathing re, uh, makes you produce more white blood cells because your body is thinking you're going hypothermic so what happens is it pulls all the blood from your limbs to your organs to try and save you and, pre- and prevent all that shit from happening so it pulls the lactic acid with it but then on top of it it, it starts to make you produce more white blood cells because it thinks something is going on right like like you're being attacked your body's yeah, being attacked right, right. Right that's why your body like goes in like that shock yeah. it was like oh shit something's right. happening and so your body's going into defense mode right so it's pulling all the blood from your limbs it's going to your core 
to all your organs to keep them warm so you don't fucking go hypothermic on those. And and that's why um, it pulls lactic acid and then you, you start to generate more white blood cells. It's so beneficial. Like, that Wim Hof, he's a little kooky about it, but if you ever, like, read anything about Wim Hof, like, um, I've seen testimonials from dudes that he trains that are, like, in their 60s that ice bath all the time, and they're in fantastic shape because they're like, I have no inflammation, nothing. It's just from ice bath. I've been taking a lot of supplements, like, <clears throat> turmeric. Turmeric? Yeah. Turmeric. Yeah, I've been fucking taking that shit lately. Turmeric. Turmeric. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no one knows how to put it. Yeah, has turmeric in it. Do you have do you, do you I take it? I take turmeric but um uh I make curry. Curry and curry uh the you seen the color of turmeric. It, yeah it's very same uh, it's pretty much the same. And curry is a Indian curry and a lot of other curries it's is very precedent. So that that's what gets it that yellow orangeish color. Orange, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Another tangent. We're going back to uh <laughs> we're going back to so so yeah, so foster care so went to Cedar Grove, played football, said you know, like fuck my parents, like I know like I understand like this is on My mom is it's crazy because she actually reached out to me on Facebook and it was like I think it was part of just like like the role that I was having. Like I, I don't like I'm trying to be big on social media and like the, the podcast and I think Somehow she found it, and she's like, hey, you're like, I hear you're doing things. Uh, will you talk to me? And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't have a fucking issue. Um, I buried my dad, well, cremated him, like, a f- about f- three years ago. So it's like, I don't hold any resentment to him. Like, they brought me into this world, but it's like, is it is it easy to for me to have relationships with him? No, but I'll talk to you. And I'll, but but everything that I've gotten, everything that I've done, like it it wasn't because of you, right? Or maybe it was. Maybe because of how you raised me. Maybe this. No, your situation defined you. Yeah. So it's like that's, uh, that, that's the hard part of life. Right? So it's like so like I thank you, but like like do you deserve the credit? Like you do, but you don't. Like because I did it, but it was because of how you like like the way I raised my kids is a like a reverse reflection of how they raised me. Right. So it's like, I thank you. But that's good because there's people in this world that that were raised a certain way. And they pass it down. Right. Uh, that that comes with, uh, you know, obviously this isn't you, but like serial killers and, and like a lot of abusive people usually had that happen to Yeah. Well, hurt people hurt people. And it takes right. like a special... Uh, not really special, but it takes a choice, like a, a choice, like right. Well, one. you you kind of you just start to hate humanity, right? Like you you don't value somebody's life because of, of you, the situation, you know. Like um, there's that I won't watch it, absolutely won't watch it, but because uh, I seen one video, um, that kid that was like abused by Gabriel uh, <sighs> Hernandez, or I, I saw that I saw that video. I, wa- that I watched kid. it. I watched it and it was tough. It was. I want. I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm too empathetic to that. Um, what, I saw the video of him eating garbage outside and his mom recording him, and I'm like, I can't. I can't. You know. And those are the type of people that had that shit happen to him probably before, right? Like, and and they just passed. It yeah, Gabriel Fernandez. <clears throat> 
Yeah, that was a that was a tough that was a tough one to watch. I can't. I can't. I wouldn't. Um, it was hard for me to watch just as as a parent, and it's it's because the uh, I'll tell you the conclusion. Conclusion is nothing's changed. No. Like as far as like legislation, as far as like how they monitor these things, and that's that's a shitty thing because. The, but that should speak volumes to people about there should be some reform to that, right? Yeah, because well, they were they like, NCIS was informed about that situation, weren't they? Well, everyone was. <clears throat> Even like neighbors and and relatives were were. Did you did you hear about that shit on the south side of Milwaukee? Of uh, no. I <laughs> um, so at, at Newt's ground, obviously that we got some police officers that are from different districts, but they had uh, a case where the dad was living in the garage, the kids were in the house, um, social services has been there before, um, they didn't deem anything bad besides the fact that like it was a dump, and the older kids were molesting the little kids, the dad was outside, had no idea what was going on, and like this whole fucking thing, and and uh, they finally busted the house, and it, just a bad, bad situation, you know. Like, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's like, completely disassociated from the parents, right? Like, because the dad was living in the garage, he said, Pfft. "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand." I mean, even even given like kind of like my background, like. I kind of look at these situations. I'm like, I didn't have it that bad. <clears throat> I, mean, I got beat. I got, I got, you know, mentally abused and just, you know, physically abused. But it's like the point to these kids. Like I'm just like, I like, I wish I could just save them. Like, but the problem is, is right. a, a lot of times, like you don't know it till like too late, till they're just dead or already in the system. And I don't understand, like when they visit these houses. They don't know. Yeah. Like, the I know from the documentary that I just watched that some of it is negligence, some of it is um, in um, just not having the experience. A lot of them are new, so they're just like, okay. Uh, well, the parents say it's okay, so I guess it's okay. Um, some of it is the police policing is. Oh, we just checked it out. It just seemed like a, just a disturbance. I think it's just uh, multiple fallacies on just the, the the interactiveness of it. But because from the the other standpoint of you're you're going to rip these kids from this household, so you got to know for sure. True. So, I, and it's tough because I, I kind of came from, like, that type of household, but it's like, as a kid, if you're interviewing me, I already know. Mm-hmm. I already know the questions you're going to ask. I already know the answers that I need to, to answer with. Um, so, so it's a tough game that they're playing. Yeah, but, I mean, so in your situation, you felt it was right. Right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so so I eventually ended up in foster care anyway, and, and you got a foster family that obviously loved you. Yeah, so I had a couple. I had a couple, but but when I got into that situation, I was like, I was already in resentment. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
I'm so mad. It's crazy because I was watching that. Um, <clears throat> that they have that Netflix series, or I don't know if it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime about like the serial killers, and it's like this one guy, like is like he was never accepted from his foster family. Like the one family he loved moved to like Italy for a job opportunity, mm-hmm. and then he was put in another abusive foster care, and then he ended up murdering his foster family. You know, like and. It's like it was. It's it's hard to watch, and I always try to understand like mentally, like where where somebody is at when these things happen, right? Because I, I everybody's had a mental break in their life. Right? Yeah, no, I have. I've had plenty. I've had shouting matches in Walmart, right? Um, or outside a Walmart parking lot, which um, one of my exes will attest to. Cause <laughs> I had a freak out moment, but I think I think there's a switch of hopelessness. And I think if that switch gets turned on of complete hopelessness, I think that's when bad things can happen. That can happen too. But I mean, I've even myself had spells of anger where like you get put in this this mode of being so fucking angry that like any kind of like, how do I say it? Like you, you just like, it, nothing anybody says is going to change how you feel and you're going to react the way you're going to react. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, like you're so fucking angry. Yeah. And you always look back on it like, that was stupid. Like, I can't tell you what I got angry about, but I can tell you that I ripped off like one of those, like those like wooden doors. I ripped it <laughs> off of the hinges. Um, no. You know, it, one of my exes, Kelly, like she'll be like, the, like, I've had mo- people call me the Hulk all the time, like because like I have, always used to have anger issues, and she was like, "You really are the Hulk. You really just go from this normal guy to this angry person." And like literally, it was on base. I ripped, I like I kept slamming the wooden door, and it started like to break off the hinges, and I just snatched it off like that Rampage Jackson video oh, of yeah. him kicking down that door, fake that ass door. <laughs> no, that's, it was like kind of one of those doors, and I felt pretty cool about it so right uh, but i was like Ugh, but i can't remember what i was angry about. oh yeah but you that's that's just it it's like i've done stupid shit and i'm like fucking uh break something bust something because i'm so mad and all of a sudden it's like ah, that's so stupid yeah. you know like you know as you get older it, like it, it it seems like they're very few and far between but they happen still you know like it, you know i even with my own father, I've seen him get mad about yeah. stupid shit. And you just sit back, and you're like, "The fuck are you? Why are you so mad?" Yeah, I know, like, yeah. dude, like, chill yeah. out. Like, but you're you're not him, you know. Right. So you don't know what's going on in his brain. Yeah. So I think like when when that happens, it's like a de-escalation. Like, understand, like, yeah, yo, like you're mad. Let's let's talk it out. And when this was great about jujitsu, though. It's like. If you piss me off and we're fucking rolling, it's like I catch you. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I if I get you in some shit, you, right? It's, that's it's why so I good. like fighting. You know, like uh, I, not with normal citizens, like in the yeah. gym. I like I like fight. If I be with somebody in the gym, I'm like, oh, we we fucking roll. We're scrapping. Yeah, you know. And uh, I'm in this group chat with like a whole bunch of uh, Nutrigon guys, and they they are antagonizing me today about the whole coronavirus post I made yesterday. Like, uh, <laughs> and they just keep posting shit. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't taken, taken me. They just keep antagonizing me. And I'm like, 
I want to see you motherfuckers. Have you seen less people because of Corona? I don't really go out much, so I, I mean. But like in like in the gym, like do you see? Are you still seeing the same amount of people? Or are you yeah. Seeing, yeah. 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 I've seen. I don't a, think we get fucked. I've seen less people. I've seen less people in the gym, like in the mornings. You know what? And I don't. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I think. I mean, a lot of it is like. Dude, we've we've battled way bigger things in the gym than fucking... But that's what I was saying. That's what I was telling I've telling. had staff. I've had, like, Perry had a really bad infection not that long ago. Like, uh, some dude years ago had warts that all of us fucking got. Like, it's like <laughs> shit like that. It's like, yeah. I, I'm like, coronavirus. We, we got like, this. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, our immunities are probably higher than a lot of other people. Yeah, people I mean, we're fucking like, rolling. We're swatting at each other. at the same time, like, this is a new facility and they do clean the fucking shit out of this place. Yeah. And I have not, since being at this new place, caught anything. So, yeah. We, I mean, when I, when I, when I, after our role, like, I'm with, you know, whoever is coaching that day, I'm fucking mopping the floors because I want to make sure whoever's in that gym. Yep. I, I used to mop floors every yeah. Friday at the old Just place. Just making sure, like, because you want to take the precautions because the less amount of people that are active in that gym, like... The, the worse it will be. Um, you want to make sure that everyone that's in there is is healthy, is making sure that they're they're yep. fucking washing their and damn. Don't be a douchebag and know that you got some skin infection or some cold. Yeah. You come in, and you try and train. You're like, cause I can't miss training. And, and oh yeah, everybody else like that's the kind of shit that. Yeah, I've been sick and I'm like, look guys, I'm not I'm not fucking coming nope. this week. No, nope. like it's cool, like. I hate taking a week off, but I'll do it. Oh, I do too. Like I feel like because, like, and you you probably know this a lot more than I do. Like you feel that itch. You're like, fuck. I just want. Oh, yeah. I just want to fucking go. Dude, I, I haven't been able to train in two days now, and I'm like. Yeah, I didn't go this morning because I because I've been like <laughs> I've been kind of nursing this hip thing, and I think I'm gonna do a lot of the ice, um, but like, and I've been Spots. like, squats. Yeah, Squat, like just floor squats. What I did was when I was in Iraq, when we would like when I would go to the gym, like I like I fucking I think I busted something like in my vertebrae, so I'll never get it checked out. And then like over time, it gets fucking better, and I'm like mm-hmm. okay. And then like every once in a while, it just starts fucking just like it feels like I'm pinching but, uh, something. What I was always told from a lot of um because. Like in, in Milwaukee, like a lot of those dudes are my homies too because I've been around forever. And yeah. A lot of them are personal trainers. They always are like, if you have a hip flexor issue, a lot of it usually comes from your abs and your glutes. And so for me, I do a lot of like lower abs and then squatting, like just seems to like kind of stretch it out. Like, okay. And and makes it feel better, like because because you're like kind of you're stretching it as you're like squatting, right? You know, like right. you're in a wider stance when I I mean, <clears throat> and I squat pretty heavy, so. Uh, Yo, I gotta take a piss break. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So, oh, I'm back from the piss break. Um, talking about squatting. Um, yeah. So definitely gonna be something probably beneficial for me. Squats. Squats. Yep. What did I say? You said squats. Did I say squats? <laughs> I thought I said squats. <laughs> the fucking, uh, the crown royals. <laughs> work, I guess. Um, no, he squats. Squats and, dude, I used to love deadlifts. I can deadlift so much, but 
my back just ain't, ain't having it. My sciatic ain't having it anymore. Yeah, I think that's a problem with me because like, every once in a while, if I move some some weird way, I feel like a little little fucking shock. I'm it's like, like, oh shit, too much gaming. Too much, <laughs> and I drive like I, I so with uh, working with a string, I help set up networks and like phones and shit. So oh, I was yeah. like, I'm driving 120 mile radius, so I'm always in my car. I'm starting to drive like with one leg up, like <laughs> on the fucking dashboard, like just to keep my fucking posture. Oh, no, yeah, at work, I mean, I, I sit at my computer a lot. I just got a, a one of those chairs that like is good for your back, it's got like five adjusters. You should get one of the fucking uh, desks that, that raise. It you. does. I hate that. You I don't like sanding? I can't type that way. It is weird. I can't. I try to type. I, 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 what was, where was I at? I was at like a, like a demo. I hate it. And they had a, a, a desk that like you you stood at. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Yeah, I went, uh, the, the supervisor that works the other shift like always raises it. And I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't. I'm like, I sit it down. <laughs> but, yeah, man. They're fucking weird. Yeah, I know. It, I have that ball. I have this metal. So, do you, have, do you have that ring light for when you game? So, yeah. Are so you this, Twitch streaming? So I, so, I was on Twitch at first, and then I was on Mixer. Um, and I'm I thinking... Think of, random of me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, yeah, so so I have this little ring light, which works uh, well. One of the but then I have a big one. And sometimes Brittany, she does like reselling, so she'll take my ring light and then she'll put it in the other one. And she has like a white um, background where she'll take pictures for like her clothes. So I'll use this little one, which is okay, but I like the main one there. And then I have two monitors as you see over is there. Is that your green screen? Yeah, the green screen. <laughs> yeah, it's makeshift right now. Um, I haven't finished kind of setting it up because I'm trying to figure out. I want to start getting into the YouTube platform, but I want to make like a little area. You know what's crazy is like, um, I don't know, I don't know how like all social media works, but um, since I've you know been playing Call of Duty I, like every day, like I get recommendations or streams on Facebook mm -hmm. that are Call of Duty people, you know, all the time. Have you ever liked any Call of Duty post? I don't think so. Not on. A lot of it, I, I thought it I mean, was an algorithm, right? Like, yeah, I so. thought it was a conspiracy at first, but then one, I watched a a, a Netflix documentary, and then I and then I kind of looked into it. I'm I'm actually studying for IT right now, and I'm in a couple classes that talk about algorithms, and even the slightest post that you like comment on that has someone, dude, it uh, it creates know, like a profile. I know so much. I even think like it fucking like phones listen to you. For sure. Yeah. So, so, I um, and I'm, I'm trying to get confirmation because one of my buddies works at, um, he's a programmer for Alexa, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to find out like, the fuck do they know? You know, like, <laughs> so I mean, this thing, this thing definitely. I mean, cops can use this as a fucking tool for like, uh, uh, you know, a mic. Like, if you're if you're in some situation where they they want to listen in, yeah, if they can get into it. I feel like iPhone's more secure than, than Android because iPhone won't release. Um, they had the whole issue. Yeah, with, in most cases. Unless in you're, most cases. Unless right. you're a terrorist. Right. <laughs> but no, that, that was the um, that was the bomber. Was so, the, so what they'll do is they'll home. They'll say, hey, what, like, if they're... If they, that's right, you're in If they so. have a... If they're, <laughs> if they're associated with a crime, 
they will do what they can to right. help. And the and the reason. So if you're doing crime, this isn't what you need with you. You want to. Yeah. So so the problem <laughs> is is what it, like the the thing is is all these three letter agencies they can find out they can figure it out. The problem with like big business is well they don't want them to because with a lot of the cases is the the three letter agencies have been able to figure it out, but. Um, Apple's like, okay, well, we want to stay in front of it, so we'll release this information. Well, but have, we we don't want to release like your. We're not going to give you the software, right? So they, they they've even said that um, that's why Siri's behind is because Alexa versus Siri is because Siri isn't recording as much information as Alexa is. You know that's why Alexa is so much better as like a, a platform. Like if you talk to Alexa, yeah. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. But but knowing that Apple wouldn't release the um, encryption for that one dude's phone. Um, yeah. Just some big crime. Yeah, and the the problem was is like the FBI was like, all right, we got it. It's it's cool. <laughs> um, but the 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 thing that the keywords, big data metadata, like all those things kind of roll into um, profiles for every person. So you sign up for these um, social medias, they have access to all that. You like a page, you like a post, you like something, um, and, and this has been annotated. Like, so say if you like positive things, say if you like puppies, you're gonna find a lot more puppies on your post. Mm -hmm. Hey, buy a puppy. It's hey. the algorithm. It, and, and it's all in the algorithm. Um, <clears throat> and it's more complex than I can even understand um, that's why they asked. well I just saw something where they just had an algorithm that produced every type of music possible with every type of tone possible and there's no way now to patent music because this algorithm just made every type of music possible I don't know how true that is it was on the I fucking love science page oh but, really yeah so it, I mean they're usually legit about posts they make but yeah I mean it, it, it's super interesting Dude, I mean, I'm in the chemistry world. Like the, the possibilities are fucking endless. Yeah, endless. You, yeah, you know, I we one of the products we produce is the antidote to cyanide. To the antidote to it. To it. So but what happens is a lot of times um, firefighters inhale a lot of smoke from, and a lot of like varnishes and stuff produce cyanide from from the smoke. Right. The so they get cyanide poisoning, and we we actually make the the antidote to cyanide poisoning, which is inorganic chemistry. Inorganic means that nothing in this contains carbon, and everything in this world contains carbon. So, so what's that? What's that mixture, real quick? Let me write that. <laughs> yeah, you want you want the million dollar mixture? <laughs> we'll pause it real quick. No, it's fine. <laughs> Don't want to get you in trouble. Let me. No, I'm just gonna pull. Nope. I. When it comes to that, when it comes to uh, the my job, I can like this. Are you? Uh, yeah. It's all like NDAs, all that sh shit. Is. I don't know. I, I maybe I signed an NDA when I first started, but I mean, it's it's like you should know. Yeah, it's one of those like, hey, like <laughs> what are you doing? Right. You, you should be telling people certain things, like yeah, because they could fire me. You know, they could be like, well, you're, you're done. Yeah. You know? You disclose secrets to to a recipe or something else because what happened? I mean, these companies contract us to to make 
these drugs, right? So I can't sit here and tell you the whole process. Like, going, oh, yeah. Because some, well, some dude on the other end could be just jotting down. Well, then half of it, too, what I've seen is half of it, you could even tell the whole thing. And nobody's going to fucking do it or fuck it. Like, it's so it's, so, it's so, such a complicated process that yeah. you need to have the materials. You yep. need to have the facility. Yep. You need to have the expertise. I, mean, uh, I looked up the, the drug um, recipe for MDMA. Molly, you know, like yeah, for I sure. Like you got any? You would need <laughs> no, I'm just you would need like five thousand dollars in in and material raw materials plus the equipment that you would need. But the things that happen in pharmaceutical chemistry is like purity checks. Like in in the drug world, you're not getting purity. You don't know the purity. You're just taking it, right? Like right. They, don't, they don't have a quality control department that's running analysis on this to determine if it's if this is pure and and there's no byproducts that could harm you you have no idea right. so when you're taking street drugs you, you're just like well it's a crapshoot right <laughs> hopefully i got good shit you know and and that that's kind of how the cops pulled on it too like oh we'll test your molly or your um uh methamphetamines and we'll see if it's pure like, you think they're gonna give you an honest answer? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's why I think they had that post from some police department that was like, "Oh, bring your meth in, and we'll test it for coronavirus." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know. What's oh, going hey, on. oh, fuck! I gotta go get this tested. Like, if you're that retarded, like, you shouldn't be. You should probably be arrested. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, yeah. Drugs are drugs are cool. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. I mean, not drugs are cool. Drugs are bad. <laughs> um, so, so what else, man? What do you want to know? What do you want to know? Well, we can wrap this up. Yeah, because I, because <laughs> I, I know what we're going on like two hours, <laughs> two hours and six minutes. Um, really, man. I just, what's next for you, man? I know that you're into a lot of things. Uh, Jiu-jitsu. <sighs> dude. I want to get, um, I want to get certified with. Um, like pistols, like uh, Paul that trades with us, he's down. He just went to Vegas and is doing front sight, um, which is like a pistol course, like um, doing the tactical stuff. Doing the the shoot houses. Yeah, uh, and um, they train a lot. Like a lot of like ranges will certify you for um, taking from your holster, pulling up. You know, mm -hmm. you got to get certified for that. A lot of places because uh, a lot of people shoot themselves. Pulling from their holster. Yeah. It's the most common. Fucking shit themselves in the fucking leg. And You're right. And you hit your femoral artery and you're, you're fucking you're done. Yeah, yeah. You know. Unless someone so, can fucking. So it, it's really how to not grab your fucking trigger while you're pulling your fucking gun, you know. Um, I'm still at the point where, like, I very rarely conceal and carry. Um, I have before, but I don't chamber around yet because I'm not comfortable with it, you know, kind of thing. Like, I, because I'm scared of, like, pulling out and shoot myself mm -hmm. or or just having it go off because I'm, I'm a Glock fan and Glocks don't have safety right they don't have safety so it's just on the trigger and that's why like when I when I was buying uh, my first gun some guy was there was like trying to coax his girl to buy a Glock like for her purse and I'm like that's not a purse gun dude yeah. like the safety's on the trigger so she pulls it out and bang you know like and, and especially if they don't have training and that's the other thing too is like I'm big on um, 
with gun control, I'm I, I'm I'm totally okay for that. I feel like people should get trained for sure before they buy a gun. For sure, you I should agree. Not, you should not be 21 and be able to go just buy a gun. Oh, I got this. I got this deadly firearm. Yep. I think Here, should be here's my background check. And then you were in the military. I did hunter safety. Like well, the thing was, is they, I I got a I got a pistol and graph them over here, and uh, they just ran a background check. Yeah. That's Same it. thing. That's all. And they gave me a gun like uh, 45 minutes later. Right. No and I was like, holy nothing. shit. Right. I was like, what the fuck? No way. They didn't ask any of you, my background. You should have to do a course beforehand. Oh, for sure. That's that's, I how I, that's why when like people are like, oh, I hate gun control and da da da. I'm not big. Up, I don't like the NRA. I I don't like that they're. Philosophy. I don't like. I don't like politically driven exactly. organizations. Right. Because they're they're organized they're organized by policy, right? And I believe that you should have some type of fucking class that you need to sit through to get a gun. Yep. And I, I get really pissed too when I see those stupid ass posts where I saw one where um, it was a dad holding his gun to a fucking prom date like. That's um, bullshit. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. That pisses before. me the fuck off. Like when you threaten somebody with a that's gun. An, that's assault, first off. Yeah. You know, um, I, I hate when, uh, being a gun owner, I hate the stupid shit with like, there was that guy who was like drunk as fuck and somebody hands him a white claw and then he shoots the fucking can and then drinks it. I'm like, there's two felonies in that video. Yeah. You fired your gun while you're intoxicated and set, or, or in possession of a firearm while you're intoxicated. The second one is that you you discharged your firearm in the city limits. Yeah. So you have two felonies in one video that you just took a, you right. know, and, and that's what makes it hard for legit gun owners to be, oh, you know, and I, I see, I just saw some stupid posts from some idiot on my Facebook who was like, oh yeah, oh, uh, I'm gonna get a case of beer during this coronavirus. I'm gonna sit on my porch with a gun. Once again, you're involving drinking with your gun, yep. which is not legal, and and nobody should be in possession of a gun when you're fucking drinking. You know, and that shit pisses me off because I I I I'm a good gun owner. Yeah. Like I don't I don't have any violent crimes. I get the fastest turnaround when like when I last time uh, last gun I bought it was thirty seconds. Dude was like, holy shit, you're like the fastest return. I have nothing on my record. You know, like, right. and, and I'm big on that. Like, even at the range, I don't fucking point my gun to the side or anything. I keep it downrange. Downrange. I never yep. take stupid fucking pictures like idiots do. Like, um, I actually had to yell at Alyssa one time yeah. when she was at the range with me. And she was like holding like, I'm like, you can't do, do a, that. Like, do you want fucking selfies? <laughs> hey, baby. Yeah. You ever see that video with the the dude who like was taking selfies and he puts it to his buddy's head? At the ring, like, what the fuck are you doing? There man? was a streamer uh, who just got really. I just, coming. I, dude, I saw it. Like, idiot. You think I got some, You think I'm fucking broke? Psh, boom, and he fucking shot his fucking. So he, and he assumed that the, his mistake was. He thought it was empty. He didn't, well, he ejected around. He didn't think another one was chambered. Yeah. And then he shot his fucking uh, cup. And then the monitor. The fucking G Fuel head. They should have banned them. Like, yeah. That's exactly- no, they should have. They, yeah, they, they did. Why are you... And, and then the second video he made apologizing for it, he says he's drunk as fuck. Dude, that's a felony. Yeah. Like, what are you... You're admitting to a felony on camera. Right. I, especially if you're any kind of street dude, you just snitch on yourself. Like, yeah, you just <laughs> fucking snitch. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just... Are you a gun owner? I, yeah, I got, I got a nine. What kind of... Uh, I got a SIG. Take. 
Yeah, just a just a shield compact or yeah, compact. Yeah, just a concealed carry one. Um, never had to use it. Thank God. No, 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 no one wants to. I don't want to use it. You know, I I mean even like my forty is I have full size because my my hands are fucking. I can't do compacts. Yeah. I like I said I rarely. Yeah, you got fucking big fucking hands, man. When you (laughs) shake my hand. Fucking broke me. <laughs> I got I got big ass hands, so I full size. So that's why I have the Glock twenty two is it that's actually a standard carry for police officers. Yeah, yep. Um but I bought a threaded barrel, so mine's mine's a little longer. Um I did a couple other mods to it. Um change out the sights and whatever. But my Glock thirty four, um that's a full size as well, but they the recoil spring is doubled up. Okay. So it's like, dude, you, you shoot that, that's like smooth as butter. Yeah, no, you don't feel it. No kick. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because you, you, you were saying at the beginning you had a Glock 40 and that shit was... It's hard to shoot. Um, that shit uh, was it kicking? It kicks hard. Kicking, yeah. yeah. I love it, though. I mean, I, I'm i never going to get rid of that gun. Like, I got, I have a magnetic um, thing on the side of my nightstand, mm-hmm. and it just sticks to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my um my brother in law Nelson, shout out to him. He has he has a couple mods in his uh in his trucks where he has the mags, yep. magnets, and he just sticks. His fucking, Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. The magnets are awesome. I keep my I keep my shit in my glove department just just in case. Like when I go through Milwaukee or go through like I'm like all right fucking. Yeah, I got my my uh, holster for my twenty my Glock twenty two actually like uh, the clip on the side. Um, cause I, I, I have a Ram 1500, it's got the folders on the side, mm-hmm. it clips in perfect, like, so it's like right hand, like, that's awesome, know. man. But, I feel, I don't feel like I need to carry it that often. Yeah. I Some keep, guys are, like, nuts about that, like, I gotta carry it, you know, like. Do you have any, like, home defense? Just that, that, just my, my, my. You, care, you keep it on you, just wherever? I just keep it at my, the one on my nightstand. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm, I'm really not. That can worry something breaking. Yeah, in. I'm. I'm usually worried on the road just because where wherever I go, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, part of it to me too is I, I don't have any intentions to shoot anybody. But what I've always been told is it's better to have it. Yeah, and not use it than to not have it. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to pull it on. I don't want to shoot anybody. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want yeah. anyone either. Um, I don't want to ever get in that situation. I hope that if I ever had to pull it, like it, that would be the end of the situation. That'd be like the end, like resolution. Yeah, but I mean, that could also defense doesn't work. Too. Yeah. So. Yeah, my 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 first my first instinct is is to verbal like yep. hey let me figure this out. Use a little bit of my jujitsu knowledge. <laughs> if that shit doesn't work. <laughs> Then, you know, bang, bang. Yep. But that's it. All right, brother. All right. Anything else, man? No, that's good. Uh, Social media, where does everyone find you, dude? Um, They call me Colossus on Instagram and Evan Colossus Kutcher on Facebook. All right, man. We'll get you on the description, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Let me uh, close this shit out. That's the only reason I was standing. I almost did it again. If you made it to the end of it, Thank you. Um, two hours and 16 minutes I know is a long time, but there's a lot of information and I don't like to do post editing uh, the content because I like to play it through. And within that two hours and 16 minutes, we shared a lot of stories. We shared a lot of um, personal in-depth study of one another and 
I think me and him, we we gained a lot of information about each other. I wanted to give a big shout out to Neutral Ground and Grafton as well. They are part of the reason why me and Evan um, got in contact with each other. You know, something that I probably would have never even you know thought of or even contacted him or him reaching out to me for the podcast. I don't think it would have ever happened if we didn't share that commonality. Um, so I, once again, I appreciate all the support and, and I know there was a long one, but I think it was worth it. Uh, like subscribe, do all that good stuff. Let me know in the comments, um, what you guys think about the, the podcast so far. I love you guys. And, uh, y'all have a good day.